what you're talking about. Thanks. You don't know a damn thing about writing. You're a goddamn school teacher, you're not an editor. That's obvious. I read the whole thing. Made an editor want to stop reading after the first paragraph. Okay, you want me to burn it? Is that what you want? You want me to burn it? There. I hope you're happy, Mrs. Critic. It's burning now, okay? It's burning. Shit. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Get back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose through in ridiculous reads. Not cause we deserve it cause it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I'm John Wayne. As with me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher, hey! what's up, kid? Hey, John hey. Wayne. How are you, man? I'm doing fine and dandy like sour candy. Ah, and a glass of water on the side for dipping. That is right, my friend. That is right. Uh, yeah, doing okay in this, this cold, cold, cold February. Everybody's getting their ass uh, handed to them cold wise, uh, yeah. right now. And this was funny because you were poking a little bit of fun at me earlier with, with all, with good reason. And we're getting a, a freeze here in H town, Houston, mm-hmm. 33rd, third coast shots out where I live and, uh, where it's below freezing with precipitation. And, uh, there's actually, as we're recording this, uh, in the time that we're recording it, uh, it's, um, uh, are you giving me the heart sign? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it, 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 it's supposed to get like, it's like hundred percent chance of snowflake. Like, and I'm like, man, that's a good chance of cocaine being brought to my house. And then they had to explain to me. And by they, I mean the police that yes. that doesn't happen. Uh, that's not what that means. No, no. So, what it means is that there's a hundred percent chance that you're a snowflake. Thanks, baby. Uh, no. Yeah, but it's getting cold. Like it's uh, when I let the I let the dogs out here before we started recording, and it was all already kind of like pelting little like ice pellets and shit. Yeah, yeah. But we're getting, um, yeah, we're getting that frozen shit, and we're just not built for it here. No, we're not used to it yeah. like you are, and. Um, yeah. Even the cold, like it's, it's a wet cold, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, well, because that's still, that's when you know you're going to get snow and freezing rain and stuff like that, is you can feel the moisture in the air. That that wet cold. It's still eighty one percent humidity, so mm. it's like it's, 
I, and I don't know, like, I know when I go to like Colorado, I know when I've, when I was in like Pennsylvania with my, like my mom, like it's cold outside, but it's not like when it gets cold here because this is that wet cold, like you step out and it's just like, it's wet and it feels like even more biting to me than being outside in the snow, uh, like in those, those areas. Do yeah. you, I mean, when I was at your house in the snow, we were outside, we were outside a, bu- a few times and stepped out there. We filmed, I smoked, uh, we threw the thing to bear and, it didn't. It wasn't really snowy uh, at that time, though. I mean, it, it, we had a little bit of snow, but there wasn't much on the ground, uh, and you know, it it wasn't what it is right now. Right now, it's a no. fucking avalanche. You know. Yeah. So. But but still, like even when there the the day I was up there, day and a half when there was snow on the ground, mm. and we stood outside or, or we went to the package store and shit, like it it didn't feel as cold to stand out there in that cold to me than it does right like if i walked outside my house right this second it would it really? feels colder to me yeah it's it's a cost of the moisture yeah the moisture the, just makes yeah. it fucking weird man i get you uh well it's about 19 degrees where i am right now uh so it's Ooh, la, la. it's real cold um and uh, i sent you pictures the other day of yeah like, of your I, dick thank you you're you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> and uh and uh like my dick, the, the, the amount of snow on the ground is, is really huge. Um, yeah. and, uh, so the, uh, yeah, I sent you that picture of, uh, after I cleaned off the driveway, because when you were here and we had that, that like quarter of an inch of snow and you helped me okay. clear it, it off a the driveway, a quarter of it an really inch, wasn't, right? it really wasn't two and a half inches at least um, it was so little that i couldn't even use the snowblower on it because like the snowblower doesn't pick up a microscopic amount of snow um yeah, well but anyway i sent you this picture after our last snowstorm here uh yeah. because the snow is piled up so much you know it's like halfway up my thigh at this point <laughs> like you know it's it's absolutely enormous the amount of snow we've had and it's been bitterly bitterly cold and we have a uh, parade of storms coming over the next couple of days. We have four major winter storms that, that are going to hit us. Like, that makes it sound fun when you say it like that. Parade yeah, of storms. Here come the storms. Da, da, da. But yeah, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been crazy since it turned to February. And February always is, it tends to be the coldest month, at least up here. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, this has been something else. Like, yeah, we had snow throughout the winter. Hell, we had snow here day before Halloween. But uh, but this has really been the most that we've gotten uh, this past two weeks. Yeah, I was um, this and it's, morning. I, 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 oh, just why I am so cold that it hasn't melted, so it just keeps piling I on top know. of me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking about this this morning because this whole freeze is happening, and there's like this is like grocery store wipe out crazy shit going on right Right. now in in houston and all over texas i guess and uh and i was thinking about how i was up there and i was shoveling the snow that day and how the snow like piled up and and all that stuff and how you sent me that picture of it up to your thigh and when i I recorded john wayne lied to you earlier my other podcast that i do by myself i said that if the snow got up if i was like if i lived in your house say i just lived there that's where i lived Okay. And the snow, like I wake up and it's like three feet of snow. Guess I just live there now. Like I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not 
shoveling. You can't do that though. You and can't I do definitely that. not. No, I, I, I told, I said that I would have, uh, I would have to send for some youths to come dig me out at some point. You know. Well, that, well, there. Uh, well, then you take care of it, though. Yeah, it's like you can't just let months it sit later, there. though. Months. Nah, later. dude, you, you can't let it sit there because then, what if there's an emergency? What if you have to, like, you know, leave the house and then you can't? Yes, I'm dead, dude. And that's well, the choice that I make. Well, that's fine, but you know, what if what if there's an emergency and Boney needed to go to his vet? You'd be screwed, you know. Uh, if Boney needed to go to his vet, I would run through the snow mm-hmm. like like I was the uh, Wolverine and you'd chasing be after you'd be... Saber, holding him, clutching yeah, you'd be him, holding him. Yeah, and the theme to have... the, and the theme to the bodyguard would be playing Whitney's. You know, and I, uh, I would prefer Dolly's version. You. I know I you would, but that I know I would too. It's a better song, but that's from uh, that. That's in uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, not the Bodyguard. So you need the Bodyguard one, right? But still, and I do have the soundtrack to Best Little Whorehouse in Texas on vinyl, by the way, BT Dub. Nice, nice. Uh, and I did see a, a, a live performance of it in Houston years ago when it was playing. Mm. Excellent, excellent uh, play yeah. and, and soundtrack. But uh, even even it being a, so- a, a sound a song from a whorehouse movie. Or or uh, play, uh, I would still rather have the whorehouse version, and Boney would too. If I'm clutching him to my breast, I have my one of my leather jackets Nurse, around nursing him, him, and I'm wearing the other one because I do have two leather jackets, yes. and because uh, you never know when you need to wrap Boney up in one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would br- rip through that snow, my body heat. You know when like they have that? Oh, you're a mom, like oh shit, she lifted the car up over her baby. Yeah, type yeah. of thing. That's oh, what I, I would. I, 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 would I would human yeah. torch it. You know, I'd yep, be all like. Yep. Otherwise, if it's me, if if the Boy Scouts of America aren't coming to earn a patch to to get me out, like mm. they have to dig me out, then I'm just okay. I'm there, I'm there dude. Okay, all right. Well, uh, as even though I, you know, I'm super reclusive uh, and uh, and don't go anywhere, I still clear out the driveway because of in case of emergency and also because. If you let it sit there, you run the risk of it have it being fucking freezing rain, and then it turns to ice, and then you're really fucked. Because well, it's ice anyway. No, I'm saying if it if it rains on top of the snow that's landed, like moving snow, snow is soft, but if it turns to ice, you are screwed. You got to go out there with a fucking pickaxe. Uh, so yeah, you got to get it out of there. It's just something you'll learn if you ever live up north. Well, I know this. Uh, our entire city is going to be shut down mm-hmm. uh, for the next like three. Like uh, yep. our governor this morning, like already declared a state of emergency in all <laughs> counties yep. in the state of Texas yep. uh, because of this this weather. Yep. So we'll see. And uh, you know, there are all these warnings about like pipes breaking shit. My 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 pipes broken uh, my parents' house when I was a young child, like in elementary. I was maybe in sixth grade. And it was terrifying to me. No, just, just just keep it. Just keep the uh, you know the tap going a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we yeah we always yeah. drip the pipes. I got up last night and turned on the the, the there faucets. You go. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm always dripping those pipes, keeping that shit moving. Mm. But yeah, it's nuts, dude. Everything's gonna be. There was like a 114 car pileup in Dallas, uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area earlier this week when the freeze first started coming through because it gets way colder up there first. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's Dallas, so of course they would have a 114 car pileup. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, no, it was awful looking. Like it looked like nuts, dude, because it was black ice. They just everyone slid, and it was crazy, yeah. fucking yeah. carnage, dude. It was well, crazy. I, I've said this before. You know, Northerners like to make fun of Southerners, but they're like, oh, they got an inch of snow, and they're freaking out. But the thing is, is that. 
there is no uh, city support for something like that down south. There is no budget for plows like we have up north because they don't get it often. So, you know, it's not invested in, you know, it's not we in have our a, infrastructure. No, no. Yeah. Like we, like we have a snowstorm coming and they salt the roads ahead of time. And then plows are coming through, you know, your neighborhood, you know, every hour, uh, you know, keeping up with it, even as it's still falling in the South, you're fucked. You know, like I lived in North Carolina a couple of years, it snowed maybe once a year, but when it did, it'd be two inches of snow and you'd be screwed. You couldn't like the, the streets wouldn't be plowed at all. So you know, they don't even have plows. No, yeah. Do and it uh do they do this in North Carolina? Uh they we here we sand the roads. We don't mm. salt them, we drop sand on them. Why? I still have no idea. Uh yeah. but it is really fun when it melts and it's all water and sand because yeah, that's, that's bad. That's yeah. fun to drive on. It's like no. it's like second ice, you know. Yeah. It's like the ice melts and here's second ice. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. That's got to be some Dumbass Texan hick shit. Um, okay. Yeah, they didn't, let's yeah, they didn't do that let's in North just, Carolina. Uh, let's just calm down. Okay. Stop. All right. Well, I mean, that's enough with the the weather report. Um, maybe we should move on to other things. Uh, I know you've got many adventures on the horizon. You're going to your super spreaders. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time this is when this comes out, I'll, I'll be on the road. Uh, but I am, I am heading in a few days to, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and then from there to Atlanta, I'm actually going to be staying in a, a, an extended stay motel, hotel, motel mm. in Charlotte with Nick P for seven days. Oh boy. Yeah. Share, sharing a bed. No, I got the two beds just oh, because I knew you. what you like, would say. Yeah. Well, uh, but it had a kitchen. Really, that was creepy the last time in, uh, Charlotte. When I came into you guys' room and I was like, there's only one, there's only one bed. And, Why is and you were creepy? like, and you were like, yeah, because you have the option to get two and it's not more expensive. That's why it's creepy. No, that in that they upgraded us to that. Uh, remember, they put us up on the top floor and like the suite or whatever. So it only had one bed. But and that then, was, that's not an upgrade. And it called down. One bed. We got, uh, I don't, you know what, man? That was not, that us. was. No, it, it like you must have been sleeping in the fucking car park if that was an upgrade. It was a small room with one bed. The fuck, man. Well, you should Jesus. have seen the you should have seen the first room they put us in. That's what I'm saying. It was a bathroom. A car park. That's what no I'm bed. saying. You car, pa- car park. Car da, Mr. Frenchman. So, but yeah, I remember, and we were watching Urban Cowboy all on the. Nope. nope. No, we're watching. Mid- no, once midnight again, you're cowboy. wrong. It was Midnight Cowboy. Once again, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so, John Boyd. Uh, yep. We were watching yep. Midnight. Yeah, and it was, and we were all in the bed together. What was wrong with that? No, we weren't. Uh, yeah, you were there. You were in the middle. No, I had my arm around that you. Not that was not what happened. That wasn't. Hmm. No, no, it's definitely not. What I'm misremembering it, or maybe that's one of those like uh, re- revisionist history memories that I'm having. Yeah, that's just one of your fantasies, but we can skip over all that. Uh, so, yeah, you're going on a little adventure. Uh, say hi to Greg, you know, uh, down in Charlotte. Is, for- will Greg come out and see me? I don't know. Probably don't know. not. I'll, I'll be there. No, I will be there for seven days, dude. If Greg comes Wait, out and wants to. There, what? Uh, the, the con is seven days? What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Okay, so. Instead, okay, so that because the next weekend I have to be in Atlanta, 
it makes no sense for me to drive all the oh, I got you. back so you're to just Houston gonna hang out. Yeah. For th- and then I'll be home for like two and a half or three days and then drive 15 more hours back. I get to you. I get you. Yeah. So it's, it's well, economically feasible or well, it's I, more. Yeah. Go ahead. Can I, can I recommend something for you mm-hmm. to do? I would love you to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go someplace, I, well, shit, I, I was going to say this, but now like with COVID, I don't know how you would do it, but I was going to say there's a really great place uh, outside of Charlotte uh, called Jake's Good Eats. And mm-hmm. it's just fantastic like authentic country cooking and it's like on a fucking you know horse ranch it's fantastic i used to go there a lot but i don't know what the deal is with covid going on so never mind uh other well, than that there is nothing to do in charlotte it is the most oh. cultureless city there is half of its ghetto and the rest of it is like you go through the city and it's just like banks and, you know it's just like big like like the chase bank building and the fucking uh you know like nascar shit there is nothing to do there nothing is cool even when you walk down the street it's not like new york or chicago where it's like oh hey here's a cool little restaurant or here's a cool little art shop there's none of that dude it's just like here's a subway uh you know sandwich shop uh and here's the chase here's the chase you know bank building here's the bank of america building here's the comcast building that's it. It is it is the shittiest fucking city I've ever been to. Do you think they have a subway in the Chase Bank building as well? Possibly. That's Probably. Cool. Probably. But oh, yeah. you know what they do have all over there? Arby's. So you got that going for you. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we do. You got that? Uh, no, I've been to Charlotte a few times. Um, but sorry. I always just stay at the hotel. I never like venture out of the hotel. So it's only been for those like three days well, for a con. The- but, well, that's a good call, but you're gonna have a few days. You're gonna have to figure out something to do. Uh, uh, I'll, 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 I can make you up a list of my enemies, and you could go and punch them, and then run. That'd be I'm down of, with that. Yeah, Nick be, and I, Nick and I are doing like a hardcore writing session to try to finish like this magazine, this parody magazine that we've been working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's our intent. Um, so we'll see. That's going to be dependent upon how much drugs and alcohol uh, mm-hmm. that comes through my hands during that period of time. Yeah. There are some fun things you can do. I mean, uh, you know, like you go up to the lake and, uh, you know, get a fucking uh, jet ski or something. But like it's winter. A jet ski? Yeah, it's like fucking 20 degrees. That's what what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's winter and it's COVID. So the only fun things to do in Charlotte are pretty much. Oh, well, I mean, you could get a four wheeler and go rolling around in the snow. That'd be fun. But other than that, dude, don't you know me well enough to know that even if it was 120 degrees, I'm not going out on a jet ski. And Why four wheeler? I'm not doing that either. That shit's super fun. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I don't know because I don't feel like it. Have you ever done it? Time to me. Yeah, Have I've ever... been on a four wheeler. It's fucking great. It's a boring. Blast. It's not boring. It's fucking awesome. I I I don't like outside stuff anyway. You know that. So it wouldn't matter the temperature. I wouldn't do any of those. Well, things. then just stay inside in the hotel. It's I will. laying in bed with Nick. I will, and I, I got two beds. Yep, but we well, will. I'm sh- but you'll be that. in one anyway. Yes, you will. I know. Yes. Well, that sounds fun. So make sure you're uh, taking plenty of videos for Instagram, and uh, I will. I will. It will be all over my Instagram. I I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, that's good, man. Speaking of, I can't wait, and uh, and and Nick P. If we're talking about him, he came by the other. Of, came by the other would, day. Why would we not be talking about Nick P. I don't know. Why uh, would we not be? But when you're one of the hosts of this show, I mean, it's I it's it's written in your contract. 
I, it sounds like you're being sarcastic, but but people, he's absolutely right. It is you know, in my. I, I am. But but this is something I think you'll enjoy. Nick came over uh, two days ago and he brought uh, a stack of records, uh, and with him he brought uh, nice. This, this is the Rocky Two soundtrack on vinyl. That rules. Oh, and Rocky Three. The, the Rocky Three soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, now, that's that's where Eye of the Tiger premiered, baby. It is. But what I w- really want to talk to you about is on the the Rocky Two soundtrack. There's a song that is performed by Frank Stallone, the great. Yes, the Frank Stallone, the great Frank Stallone. Yep. Ca- called Two Kinds of Love. Are you familiar with this song? There are two kinds of love, love that, that you, you gotta ought choose. To know. There are two kinds, kinds of, love. of love. Yeah, of course I know that song. What am I, an asshole? Well, I mean. Nah, I mean, of course I know that song. Of course I know it. Yeah. Oh, I, okay, so. I've, I've seen every Rocky movie except five, uh, probably a hundred times. Uh, so, yeah, of course I know that song. So, just so everyone knows, this song is, it's got 59 seconds of doo-wop. Mm-hmm. Before the 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 words come in. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, like, brilliant. like like all doo wop, it's it's horrible. But you get that guy that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know I that like low guy. Excellent. But like the lyrics to this song, I, I mean, there are two kinds of love that you ought to know. There are two kinds of love. So I can't play a lot of it because it would kicked off of YouTube, but right. Well, I, wanted I, to give I, you... I already sang it perfectly. You kept like that... trying to jump in, but you sounded right. terrible because you didn't know. I know, what you're doing. Yeah, I know the song better than you, clearly. So yeah, yeah, you do. Um, uh, but the thing about this song is two kinds of love is what it's called, and it starts off like we just heard the beginning of it. Two kinds of love that you ought to know. There are two kinds of love. Mm-hmm. Goes on. Two kinds of love that you ought to show. Two kinds of love. This is the best. This is where you really. They don't bury the lead here. Four lines in. Fifth line, we're like, we know where we stand. One is for the girl that you take to the show, and that's one kind of love. Two is for a girl that will never say no, and that's the best kind of love for me. That's the next line. And and we were debating this. This is about anal, uh, I believe. (laughs) Because, Because that's like, you know... The one is like, you know, the girl you take to this year, girl next door, whatever that you're going to like, sure, sure. take home to mom. The other one is the one that you it's fuck in the ass. The one, the other one's the slut. Yeah, I, I get it. There's the, the, yeah, there's the, the lady and the whore. Yeah. It's, it's goes back to the Bible people. There's, there's the Virgin it, Mary and then there's Lilith, you know, okay. there, or, there, or there's Eve, you know, it's, it's the, the, the lady and the whore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, it's about ass sex. You know, uh, but but that's the same. It's, uh, the, yeah, but it's it's the same thing as is, is what he's saying. He's saying the like Madonna and the uh, no, yeah. not not the Madonna, the Madonna, not that Madonna. No, no, no. That's like those are those are those are character tropes that you see a lot in male written fiction. Uh, whereas a woman could either be the Madonna or the Cis horse. white male written. No, fiction. no, no. Just male written fiction where. Like the the woman is either like a, a, a prima donna who's like super over dramatic and super uh you know like you know like borderline personality, or you have the whore where like the, the, the girl's just nothing but a sex object. That's when that's usually a male writer problem where they write these two caricatures of women. 
so that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about the lady and the whore, which is yeah, a which is a a stereotype that goes back as far back as the Bible. Well, yeah, of course. And I know that. But I'm just saying, I believe this song, while a commentary on the lady and the whore trope specifically that's ex- that's specific. is talking about putting it in the butt because <laughs> well, he, one, he says one that will that. never say no. Yeah. Well, that just that's he's just implying that she's like, you know, uh, like his sex toy. If if it wants anal, then, yeah, I mean, that could be that, but it could be a variety of things. So. I think it's that. And that's the well, maybe right that's, kind of love for him. Best kind of well, love for maybe me. Maybe that's well. That maybe that's why you immediately go to that because that's what you want. That's what your favorite thing is. No, uh, and this was something that came up. This is you know not my original idea, and I just it was brought up to me that I, this song was about that, and I was like, you know what? I think it is. I don't think so. Uh, I think that's that's making it too specific. I think it's just about having this girl who's open to anything. Right, and I think that that they had to church it up a little bit to make it a little bit vague, so that people like you wouldn't be, you know, oh, oh my God, right oh, to yeah. the ass, like yeah, you know, but with people so like offended. me, no, I can yeah. read between the me, lines, dude. me who owns bat pussy, like I'd be so offended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh fuck you! you, ever, in see, my you ass. ever seen a soft dick suck for three minutes? Watch bat pussy. Um, but I'm then he fuck you in the ass. I don't care if it's a girl or a boy. <laughs> so so he goes through the the chorus again, but then he oh, says, "There's God, a still talking about there's this. a kind of love that we there's a kind that we hear in a song and tells a story about love gone wrong, and that's a sad kind of love." They repeat it. Sad, sad kind, kind of love. Sad, sad, and you get and like I, for the people out there, you get this guy in the back that's like. Like he's just waiting to come in with that deep voice, like like the Oak Ridge Boys and shit. Yeah, like the Oak Ridge Boys or the Muppets. It's terrible. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, and uh, and it just like goes on. He's like, you got to learn it, know it. Better to let you show it. You got to learn it, know it. Nothing better uh than this ass sex that he has with this lady in this song. Um. That he's singing. Beautiful song. These guys can sing. Listen to the song. I mean, they well, are great. Maybe, maybe if you're really that uh, as fixated on the on the, uh, or I'm sorry, not as fixated, but uh, fixated. Oh, who, oh, okay. Who's that? Now, Is that a little now who's having, Freudian yeah, now slip? Who's huh? the but no. Uh, if you're that fixated on the anal thing, maybe the two kinds of love means vaginal or anal. <laughs> so that could be that. Yeah, no, I don't think it does. I, uh, this is uh, <laughs> well, that would definitely. make more sense than your ridiculous analogy. But okay, oh, would it? Yes, oh, that's right. Because this is so off base. No that a song couldn't be about no. tongue in cheek ass fucking. No, no, because because your your analogy is that the one kind of love is the girl who takes you to the show, and the other one's the one you fuck in the ass. Yes, that's exactly mine, it. Mine would be two kinds of love. Love as as a euphemism for sex. There's vaginal and there's anal. That is a better analogy. I mean, you I know, mean I, it is, it is, it is. So I don't think it is. Are, you, but... are we done with this now? Can we move on from Frank Stallone? No, we're not. Remember? Take it back. Take it back. 
Uh, I just want to play a little bit of that too because yeah, yeah. Uh, that's on the other soundtrack, and I love that. Well, that's song. the most known one from the Rocky series. You know, you even got Frank and his buddies around the fucking uh, trench fire singing it. Yeah, that's what I'm actually. The video is what I have up that I'm listening uh, to, and I was watching it a bunch of times earlier. Like, just walks by. Me. Gives hugs that's, to everybody. Rocky like takes a drink of wine from the bottle and then like immediately yeah. spits it out for some reason. I'm like, why does he keep? Why does he spitting this out? What's happening? Because it's uh, probably great. it's probably like just awful. It's probably like Mad Dog 2020 or something. But that's what you do on the streets, fucking of Philly and shit, whatever. Yeah. Walking around like your buddies on the corner, you take a drink of wine, you know, and hug everybody and go with yeah. your black eye and shit, you know. Of course, of course, you do. That's that's just part of the experience. Uh, I hate that shit, though. I hate that, like, like the guys snapping their fingers and like singing. I fucking despise do up, dude. I hate it. But but their voices are so beautiful. Oh god, it's just it's so irritating to me. The dooby dooby doo uh, like it's just like the Oak Ridge Boys. No, not so much. No, no. Elvira. No, I know. I know who the fucking Oak Ridge Boys. Do you know who they are? They sing this song called Elvira. And yeah, yeah, my heart's on fire, Elvira. Yes, I know. But no, like that. That isn't great either. But it's not so much that as it is the fifty style doo wop that makes me insane. That that like shooby doo boo wop boo wop boo boo. Like I I can't stand that fucking garbage. That nonsense music. That whole thing. Like like not just that, but like in the fifties, like fi- a lot of the fifties rock and stuff was so absolutely uh, childlike. Like I get it at the time. There's only so much they can do. I get that. So don't write me your angry letters, but like, I can't stand that. Like lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, lollipop. These are just like idiotic songs like mashed potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just shut, like shut the fuck up. I can't stand that stuff that these songs that are just gibberish and about nothing. And they're all just like this. They got this kind of like, you know, like, like Sesame street kind of like feel to them. It's just infuriating to me. All right, I I love all that shit, and uh, rock and Robin, tweet tweet tweet, rock and Robin. Like, get what about Elvis? You don't like Elvis? No, 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 no. I will love my soul. What's wrong with me? Yeah, well, well, thanks. Like a man on a fuzzy tree. I know what I know. I know this fucking song's way too well because my sister was obsessed with Elvis and played him all the time to the point where he completely ruined him for me. Um, so. Yeah, I can't I I can't listen to Elvis anymore. But anyway, like enough of this. Enough of this. Let's let's move on with the show. Enough of this this fucking bullshit. What is this bullshit? What do you mean? We're talking we're having a, a intelligent conversation about Frank Stallone and doo-wop music. And we're done. Oh, okay. I guess we're <laughs> done. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Let's Excuse like, me. I'm just saying. Let's. We got a lot to talk about. So okay, let's okay. End, let's end the monologue and let's move forward uh, with with the the show. You're right. What let's do you do think it. about that? I mean, how about that? Let's do it. I'm good with it. Let's do it. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to move on. Okay. Well, then no. I guess that brings us to our first segment. I guess it does. Then. Our first segment, which is Book of the Week. Book. 
Oh, that's good. I'll I'll never get tired of that. <laughs> no, I I shall never tire of thee. And I that's in it. that's in scripture, I believe. And the scripture tells us. I love it. I love it. I love you. Um oh, I wow. love you too. Um Okay, so book of the week this week. Uh you know, we're continuing with women in horror uh as we should. Um and this is a book uh that came out uh, some years ago, it's not a new book, but it's a book that's really cool. Uh, I read it back in the day, uh, and I've had the pleasure of, uh, meeting the author and talking with her on and off. Uh, this is a little book, uh, called Mr. Suicide. Uh, and this book is by Nicole Cushing and it was her, um, it was her debut novel and it actually won the Bram Stoker award for superior achievement in a first novel. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's pretty spiffy. Uh, and I, and this, like, I'm going to read the a quick, um, you know, the, the description of the book, and then I'm going to tell you a little about it. Cause this is something I actually read. So I can get a little more detail. Like everyone else in the world, you've wanted to do things. People say you shouldn't do. How many times in your life have you wanted to slap someone really literally strike them? You can't even begin to count the times, hundreds, thousands. You're not exaggerating. You're not engaging in what you would call it, hyperbole. You're not engaging in hyperbole. Maybe the impulse flashed through your brain for only a moment, like lightning, when someone tried to skip ahead of you in line at the cafeteria. Hell, at the at more than one point in your life, you've wanted to kill someone, really, literally kill someone. That's not just an expression, not hyperbole. Then it was gone and replaced by the civilized thought, you can't do that, not out in public. But you've had the thought. From Shirley Jackson Award-nominated author Nicole Cushing comes Mr. Suicide, a novel of the great dark mouth. <clears throat> now, this uh, this book... Uh, it's uh, for one thing. She uh, uh, Cushing takes a very interesting approach in this. Is it's written in the second person? Um, oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah, how very... until the sun is written. That we were talking right. about that earlier. That I had to, I read that book. Yeah, it's all second person is a challenging uh, perspective yeah, to write. Yeah, it's uh, it it's something that is generally generally frowned upon. Uh, for those of you who may not understand, second person is saying you. Uh, so it's kind of like reading your choose your own adventure book. If you remember those, it's like you walk to the door and then you do this and that. Uh, that's how this book is written. Uh, but the you is a character, um, you know, that, that, yeah, that not is you. dressed. It's not you, you, it's a character. Um, and uh, there's there's one other book that I read that really did this very well, and that's uh, Stuart, Stuart O'Nan's A Prayer for the Dying, uh, one of the greatest horror westerns ever. Uh, not horror as like you know like zombies and things like that, but just a extremely dark uh, book. One of my favorites, uh, and it's written in the second person. And this one is written in the second person. Uh, and Mister Suicide is about a teenage boy uh, who is either going insane or he's slipping into a whole other reality. Uh, he has this voice uh, that talks to him named Mr. Suicide, uh, a voice that is trying to convince him to kill himself. Uh, and he also lives in an abusive household with a, a drunk, insane mother. Uh, and so he goes, he, he leaves and he goes out on this, this twisted journey uh, 
that you're not sure if it's uh, through his own slowly deteriorating mind or if it's that he's actually entering this parallel dimension uh, of horror and and uh, and disgust. Uh, and there's some really gruesome, vile things in this book. You know, one of the characters is a, is a homeless man who has peeled off his own eyelids and stuff. Uh, it's it's really a macabre story, and really really good. I enjoyed it uh, immensely. I think it was definitely deserving of the Stoker Award for best first novel. Uh, and I think uh, if you're looking for something on the extreme side, because this is an extreme book, uh, you know, you can you should definitely check it out. Uh, and one of the things I like about it is people tend to assume that extreme horror is predominantly written by men, which in in a way most you know, most of the ones you will know are male writers. But extreme horror doesn't belong exclusively to men, and Nicole Cushing proves that because she's written in with this an extreme horror novel that is vastly superior to a lot of the male written supreme uh, extreme horror that I've read. So, yeah. Mister Suicide. Nicole Cushing, check it out. Excellent. Another excellent book of the week, dude. I'm going to mm-hmm. check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, and everybody else should as well. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Well, that brings us into our next segment. Oh, my God. So exciting. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous Reads! <laughs> ridiculous reads so ridiculous they are they get ridiculous and this is not (laughs) i'm getting stupid up in here (laughs) uh um i uh, this is on me and this one's on me Uh, you're crazy for this one Mm. they would say um crazy for love i'm crazy for two kinds of love Mm -hmm. i think we've established that Yes, I know. You like butt sex. You've made that very clear. No, I don't like it. I'm just saying this is what the song is about. Well, then I'm why do you keep talking on. about it? <clears throat> because you, you keep... seem to art, you seem to not see the side that I'm trying to paint in this song. You know, but yes, anyway. Yes, I know. You like butt sex. You like butt sex, dude. Not really, no. I, I like to just point out the song things <laughs> that are happening in the song. And, and that, you know... When someone brings up that point, I, I didn't come upon that myself. It wasn't like I was listening. This was proposed to me. This is put out there. And I was like, you know what? I agree that yep. this is about that. Yes, yes. You love gaping assholes. I know. Can we move forward? What's your book? My mom listens to this, dude. Well, you know, you're the one who started this. You brought it up. It wasn't me who was like, hey, I'm going to play a song about anal sex and talk about anal sex for 20 minutes. And she Ew. is fine. She's fine with that. It's just the gaping part that she has a problem <laughs> with. So let's not bring that up again. Well, I mean, that's what happens. Ridic- Ridiculous Reads is on me. I am. Uh, I found another. I mean, this is another gem. I, I like to think. Um I think this is also going to be something uh, that you will enjoy partic- in, in particular or particularly, nice. whichever way you want to say that. Um, this is, 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 it, be... is it another one about bodybuilding? Is that why? Have you been reading my dream journal? No, it's just last time you did uh, Arnold, you know, so. Oh, well. Uh-oh. This week, 
Did you? Pre- are you reading the same one and you forgot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come Arnold, on, man dude. of Get action. Some fucking credit. <laughs> that book is spectacular, by the way. It, and it if is. We did do it a second time. It would be awesome. But no, we're not doing that this week, it. dude. That's... I'm right. not that lame. This week we're doing Arnold's yes. body shaping for women. For women. For women. Yes. A complete nice. program for a lifetime of fitness and beauty nice. by Arnold Schwarzenegger with Douglas Kent Hall. That's and, right. and this is uh, a, in, an instructional book, which is pretty much would today be the equivalent of a YouTube video that talks about working out and health specifically for women. And then there's a bunch of uh, like pictures and um, instructions on how to do exercises with mm-hmm. all like with all these women that that he has definitely definitely had two kinds of love with for <laughs> sure. <laughs> like uh, so, this th- is this is going to be your third Arnold book. So yeah. you kind of like you have like a theme going. Hey man, I'm just trying to bring the good stuff to the people, dude. Hey, you know what the people want, and they want Arnold. They want Arnold. If they're um, smart. Yeah, and so this this is a this is a book teaching women how to work out from from Arnold's. It's definitely a book perspective. Uh, and and if I could read um, uh, just a little bit of like because uh, this has got a lot of of well, I guess this isn't that bad. I can I can read this copy. So in this book. Arnold Schwarzenegger shows you how you can have the body of your dreams by following the most effective fitness program ever developed, Arnold's Body Shaping for Women. This is a serious program for the new generation of women who are tired of frivolous exercises that fail to produce measurable results. At home or in the gym, with weights and calisthenic routines, Arnold shows you how to actually reshape and change your body. Slim your hips, shape your calves, firm up your thighs, reduce your buttocks, increase your bust line, Mm. flatten your stomach, improve your posture, and more. Okay, Uh, okay. Increase your bust line? That's not really... We'll get get into that later. Um, All right. His progressive exercise program will not make you more muscular, dot, dot, dot. It is simply the fastest, most efficient, and best way to shape up, trim down, feel great, and look terrific. It is a program designed to give you a beach fit body, and that's a hyphenated word, beach fit, for your whole life, and it works. So I, I'm just going to say, uh, yeah, in, in my, in my bodybuilding experience, and I'm nothing compared to Arnold, obviously, but, You're not. uh, you, you can't, I know this, um, this but is... this is very clear. Um, but, uh, no, you can't work like a woman can't work out her breasts and make them bigger. They actually, <laughs> they actually make them smaller by doing well, that. Well, well, my friend, uh, you haven't let me do my ridiculous reads yet. Well, I, okay, I'm just barely reading it. the copy. Uh, I want you to know that this book came out in the year of, uh, our Lord, uh, <laughs> me, because it's the year I was born, 1979, uh, the year of our Lord, me, uh, came out in 1979. So in 1979, 
42 years ago. And this is also a first edition, by the way. I want to let you know. This is the first edition of this book. So collect collectible. Even better. Um, this is what Arnold was suggesting for women mm-hmm. to work out how to work out in 1979. Mm-hmm. So this is a very comprehensive book uh, with a lot of information on it. Um, but I'm going to start. I'm going to read uh, uh, just a couple sections if I could. But I'm going to start with one. The first one is called, and I know you are chomping at the bit, The Mm. Bust. The Bust. Mm -hmm. This is called The Bust. Put him on the glass. Put him on the glass. (laughs) Arnold, what can I do to increase my bust size? (laughs) I hear the same question in every seminar, and my answer is always the same. In most instances, no exercises can really change the size of your breasts. See? This can only be accomplished by injections or surgery, neither of which I recommend. (laughs) Exercise, however, can improve the look of your bust and perhaps make it appear. That's in italics. To have increased in size. What will happen is this. Certain of the exercises I suggest will expand your rib cage. Other exercises will develop, firm up, and build the pectoral muscles that lie and support under your breasts. And it goes on. (laughs) The breasts themselves are made of glands, fatty tissue, connecting ligaments. They are likely not to change very much. However, as a result of increased efficiency of your blood transport system and what that does to tone up all the glands and organs, the breasts may be affected slightly. Mm. This could be especially true for teenage girls still in the process of developing. But normally there is no detectable change in size. Your A or D cup will likely remain just that. On the other hand, due to development and toning of the pectoral muscles, the muscles in the back and slight expansion of the rib cage, you might go from a 34A or D to a 36A or D. And with the improvement in posture, your bust line will look and feel better. Mm. Yeah, uh, and there's it, it, a, there's a picture, there's an illustration. Uh, if you're watching the video, yes, let me, show that. let me show it to you. Sorry, I hit the microphone. Yes, so it, it's basically just showing you how you'll go from a 34 to a 36 in picture mm-hmm. form. Well, uh, it's it's like you said though. It's uh, you know, it, it's really the shaping of the rest of your body that will make the bust more prominent. You know, the the shaping of the of the abdomen and the shoulders and things like that, uh, you know, expanding the rib cage. So yeah, I was right initially in what I said. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, I was just reading what Arnold said. I wanted to hear it. I know. His words. Yeah. He's, he's the official. Yeah. And this book has a lot of great, great pictures. There's Sigourney Weaver in here working out with him. There's all kinds oh, of crazy boy. shit, dude. This is an excellent, excellent, book and i will also say this about if i could say this about every woman 
uh, in this book that that uh, are in the pictures, none of them need to worry about this bust uh, line. Um, well, thanks, section. To Arnold. Section. Thanks, to Arnold. exactly. They've already mastered it. Believe me. <laughs> exactly. I don't recommend it. Not surgery. Uh, <laughs> but if I could read another, uh, could I read another little small section of this? As long as you don't read it as Arnold. No, I have to. Um, <laughs> and this is from a section called "Getting to Know Your Body," and I just want to make just a just want to read part of this. Yeah. All right. It's often easier just to accept your weaknesses and your faults, physically and mentally. You make excuses and learn to live with yourself. With your fat, your saggy breasts, your cellulite, but it's is totally. This, is this, this is, is like? Is this his Twitter? Or I'm mean, not Twitter. Is this is uh, uh, the dating thing? The dating website. Is this Tinder? His, uh, Tinder. Is this his Tinder? Like, like this is how he starts his Tinder. Like, you're probably used to your saggy breast and your fat ass. Like. No, is this, this is how his grind, This is his grinder profile. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, actually, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was negging through workout books 42 <laughs> years ago before before the uh, before it him. came out to to be with that. So, uh, but it's totally contrary to what I believe. You should not accept shortcomings to be with you forever. You should fight them, and you can overcome them. You should take control. If you watch a woman who is in control, no matter where she is, at home, in street, at a party, she handles herself with beauty and grace. She radiates confidence and moves easily, seeming to flow from room to room, from place to place. And the attention she gets builds her ego, which boosts her self-confidence. With self-confidence, she becomes more convincing. And her outlook on life becomes more positive. Mm. This result is that her life gets better. And I'm going to go ahead. And that's and where I'm going to stop. Right. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and recommend you stop. Uh, I'm going to recommend that you stop reading all these Arnold books. Uh, I think because uh, it's just it's it's just stop. Is this offending you? No, not offending. It's just it was funny once, but this is the third time, and it's kind of getting old. I'm sorry. Uh, the <laughs> first time it was Conan, yes, which uh, was which was, which was funny. Which was funny. second time was a book that children were giving to write book reports on. No, yeah, Man this of time is yes. a workout book from forty plus years ago where he but talks you, to women. The last time you did a ridiculous reads, it was Arnold. And now you're doing yeah. it again. It's just I it's know. Just, it's a bit much, you know. No, it's I started. Not. I started to kind of like really fall asleep. Fun. There. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're. You're. It gets. It gets old. Uh, hearing you do Arnold. I'm sorry. It does. Okay. Well, fine. Uh, way to set me up for the next <laughs> forty ridiculous reads I right, do right. as I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just put my headphones down and just go and have, make a sandwich to eat while you're doing it, and you can. You know, I'll come back and check on you. You don't yeah. think that it was funny to see how a workout book geared towards women from a famous actor and bodybuilder was 40 course, years ago? Of course that's funny. Yes. Of, of course, course it is. You're yes. taking personal offense because you think I'm making fun of one of your heroes. No, I don't at all. Uh that's it's not offense. It's just it's just it's it's 
too much too close together. It's no, two I, don't Arnold, think I disagree. It's two Arnold books back to back. It's like I you got to mix agree. it up, babe. You got to mix it up, babe. This is yeah. the third Arnold book this year. You need to mix right. it up. Well, now we're all Arnold mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the year of Arnold reads from me. Anytime that it's my turn for ridiculous reads for the next of 2021, yeah. we will listen to 30 seconds of a Rob Zombie song followed by a reading from an Arnold Schwarzenegger book. And none, and we've just lost all of our read, all of our listeners. So thank you for that. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are two kinds of reads. There's funny and not. And we're tired of that. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I only I only said that because I thought that the skit needed some comedy in it. No, that's cool. Now next time I'll actually I'll just read a I'll I'll find a novelization that I can do a, a, a horrid Dan Aykroyd impression in and then make all the other voices sound uh, as l- less black as possible. Uh, especially uh, when you talk about Winston uh, Churchill, uh, the uh, governor of England. Sure. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I liked anyway. that book. I thought it was funny. Uh, it is, it I is think funny. That... It'd, be, it'd be funnier if it was like several books later. Yeah, but it's not. It totally isn't. Yeah. And and if and, and if you want to tell the truth and shame the devil, the last one was actually not the other one was not even supposed to be in that episode it was episodes ago and we pulled it out of one episode and put it into another one jingling girdles of coin if you remember yeah so yeah, uh, but we, yeah. But we did it yeah so it still counts in real time dude i'm counts. getting so i'm i'm gonna get so many fucking arnold schwarzenegger books I, it's I know you will. gonna be insane now you yeah, have re- and, and really opened the pandora's and you will ruin and i'm the one who edits all this. of this i have control yep. over all the audio and video you're gonna so ruin it's it. gonna be like gonna ruin all it. right here we go two kinds of love it's gonna be that yep. video for four and a half hours yeah. followed gonna, by me yeah, talking you're gonna, about you're gonna arnold ruin it you're gonna ruin it yeah you're gonna ruin it that's right. Because people are gonna, people are just I'm a gonna contrarian, stop. Contrarian, dude. Yeah, you're a no risk rebel, as I've said before. You motherfucking <laughs> no risk rebel, you piece of shit. I'm gonna come up there and rip your fucking face off for saying that kind of shit. <laughs> hey, you know I love you. You know I love you. Not, not in the two kind of love way. Apparently, dude. No, I'm not gonna fuck you in the ass as much as you apparently. love. That, apparently, like, I God. don't love it. I just th- you're I still mean, talking about it. We've been talking about it for like 40 minutes now. You're, you're the one still talking it about. It. No, I'm not. You're the one who brought it up. Calmer than you are. You brought it up with your Rocky Two vinyl. You started talking about Calmer butt sex. Yep. I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm finishing my fucking whiskey. Do we have any calls? We have no calls. That's because they were like, you know what? He's doing this Arnold thing too much. So, you know, like we're already losing people because of that. That's what happened. Is that what it is? That's what it is. You think that's Absolutely. what it is? I, I know that's what it is. Because like I said, you're going to lose people if you if you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over, which you think is so funny to do. But right. it, it's just annoying. It's called a callback. No, it's it's called being annoying and, and, and beating uh, something into the ground. And yep, uh, yep, and no one likes it. No one, ever. No one. 
Nope. Or maybe just you don't like it, and that's why no it's funny one... for me to keep doing nope. it. Because you, you give me a reaction you. every single time. It's funny to you because yeah. you think it because it's this like childish. I'm being annoying, you know, like just yeah. bang, banging pan, pots and pans together, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So it gives you a, a little immature thrill, but it's not uh, entertaining to our audience. Is what I'm saying. I don't know. I think our audience is like immature. Mm. And... Not as much as you. <laughs> I mean, they're listening to the show. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, so we have no calls. So, I yeah, call it. I mean, we have Say- no calls. The fuck was that? Nothing. <laughs> it was like a fart and a woman talking. I don't know. Uh, I was. Uh, I'm just switching back and forth there. Sorry. No. Right. Okay. What are you talking about? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, we have no calls. That's what. We that's don't what, have any calls yeah, to the court hotline. So, but if you would like you to. to call us on the Corey hotline we wish you would and the number is 832-930-1347 and you can leave us uh all of the messages you want at any time of day or night uh please you know all of their i mean i'm sure the flood of calls that's going to come in about how many more arnold schwarzenegger ridiculous mm-hmm. reads you would like me to do okay. uh just go ahead and just call those in and let us know And uh, we'll keep a tab of that. Anything you want to ask us. This week, we don't have any calls. But uh, that's okay, because it seems to be feast or famine on the Corey hotline sometimes. Yes, yes, Uh, it it really is. It really is. We'll get, you know, people singing entire songs to us, and then we'll get nothing. Uh, So, yeah, please, please call. Uh, You can ask us questions about writing. You can ask us questions about our haircuts. You can ask us whatever you want. Uh, What are you doing? The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym. Okay. I knew you were hunting for something. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles. Yeah. And that's what we call the pump. Yeah. Your muscles get a really tight feeling. I love it. Like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle. And then you're coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Don't ruin it, dude. I don't ruin your jokes. I'm ruining it. No, you already ruined it. It's with a woman and coming. At home, I'm, I'm in heaven. I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming. What? Can we get to the show, please? This is the show, dude. No, this is just this is just asinine bullshit. This is just you beating a joke into the ground. Can we get to the show, please? This is the show. Mm. And I'm doing it. So, yes. Okay. So, can we get into our topic? Can we can we stop with the bad Arnold impressions and just get to the topic? Yes. Yeah, we can. Okay, great. Absolutely. Are you Did ready? You, I, I'm ready. Okay. Do you want to say anything disparaging about anything else I like, like Rob Zombie, perhaps? That yeah. maybe this would be sure. uh, a retaliation sure. in type of sure. thing? All right. No. Let's go. I wasn't trying to uh, disparage you. I was trying to give you some uh, constructive criticism, and of course, you can't take that. Uh, so okay, I can take all kinds of criticism. Mm-hmm. I just uh, this is just uh, you know I'm just doing this because I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That must be why I'm laughing so hard. I know, but y- our viewers mm-hmm. are. If if we had an, an applause sign, we wouldn't even have to sure. get the light right now. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, you just hang on to that, um, and we'll go into our topic of the week, because we have much to discuss with this. So let's move on. Let's move on from this petty squabble. All right. I love you. You love I'm me. I'm not squabbling. We're a vital family. Let's get to the fucking topic, okay? Yeah. Okay, great. It's so like that brings I'm coming us... all the time when I'm pumping up. All right, That's all, all right, I'm saying. Okay. You know what? Like, like, if you don't stop with this, I'm just going to cancel the show until you're ready to stop with this. We're canceled then, dude. Okay, cancel goodbye. Culture. All right. <laughs> Have a good night. I'm, I'm going to step away. Dude, are you fucking serious? Don't be a little bitch, you motherfucker. What a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> it's not a crying thing. It's just I got better shit to do thing, you know. So Oh my god, dude. Okay. Yep, yep. No right. rebel. What the fuck does that even mean, dude? I already explained all, you have no better thing. If you have don't, if you have better things to do than the show, then then fucking. No, I, I love do doing the show. Dude. I want to continue with the show, but you want to do this fucking Arnold joke to the end of time. So like, like get it's it out part of, your of the show, dude. Get it out of your system and let me know when you're ready to to actually do a show. This is going to be the worst show. Like people having to listen to this this stupid petty argument like for twenty minutes. It's going to be the worst. Let's just. No, let's I'm just... gonna I'm gonna re-edit it to where it's like, I you are very good at turning me on. Right, so. right. You're gonna re-edit it to make it all about butt sex. Your apparently your, so. Your true passion, your true passion in life. Yeah. 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 Gaping. Mm-hmm. Gaping butt sex. Spitinmygape.com. Actually, you, I tried to buy it. You told me not to say that. You told, and now you're saying it. Because my mom is upset because we tried to buy <laughs> spitinmygape.com together and we <laughs> lost just, the fucking thing. And she gets upset. She gets upset when you bring it up because we lost. But you're saying it, though. Like, stop saying it. Well, we better do a show, dude. We, so uh, let, me like, hit, we, like, let me hit record. We've, we've, we've done a terrible job so far this is a this is a bad show um hopefully we can make up for it uh, with the topic are you ready yeah i'm ready all right let's get to our topic which is one two three writing right oh writing yes i thought you said right aid no, your auto no. check your autocorrect, dude, because I did this uh, whole thing on this the the pharmacy the pharmacy at Rite Aid. That's not well. That could every be time true. I take notes for a show, I I had all the times you could sign up for your COVID shot written down. I had when they take could they take good. their lunch break every day. It's closed for one thirty to two. It'd be good. Uh, fuck. Okay, well. It, that could still all be good. You know, I'll talk about writing. You talk about Rite Aid and it'll be fine. Okay. You know, we'll, and we'll, and so back. when I bring this joke up 40 more times in this conversation, just uh, you'll know how this is called the setup. That's not a setup. That's just repetition uh, for the sake of being annoying. And it's not amusing to anybody except you. Just letting you know. Okay. You can keep doing it, but it's not amusing to anyone but you. Okay. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm whatever. I mean, I'll do it or I won't do it. Yeah, I know. And you'll do it. You'll do it. Um, all right. So, uh, let's get into our topic, uh, which is writing. Uh, and I thought this would be a good topic. You did as well. Uh, because we're both, uh, fancy pants writers. Uh, we both have many publications under our belt. Uh, and we do get, uh, when we do get calls on the core hotline, a lot of these uh, are questions about writing. Uh, so we do get questions about it and we wanted to give some, um, uh, some writing tips and some, uh, you know, suggestions for up and coming writers or even people that are maybe even experienced with it, just a different perspective. You know, like uh, I certainly benefit from hearing uh, other writers in my field of what they're doing, you know? So, uh, so let's, shall we rock and roll with that? I know you were, you clearly were setting up something there. You looked like you were searching for something. So I expect to hear Arnold any second. I was texting, uh, my sister back Mm -hmm. about yoga, uh, for this week coming up. Okay. What I was doing, but since you drew, since you brought attention to it, I'll, I'll say that that's what I was doing. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you're texting when we're trying to do a show. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, that's really great. I'm glad you're paying attention. I am paying attention, but mm-hmm. you know, um, some people have to run a business uh, that is themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, yeah, you got to answer could, your yeah, sister. Couldn't, couldn't wait. Anyway, uh, so uh, you couldn't. This show needs to be more about how more about how annoying you are. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's what the whole show was about. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. Yeah, that's kind of the premise of the show. Yeah, you're kind of the Urkel of this show. Where you come so, in and you break it and you break everything. True. That's true. You're not you're not as funny, but definitely not as funny. But you you, know, you come in and you like aggravate everybody, like Urkel. Um, all right, so let's get to let's get to the writing. Let's get to the writing. Um, I wanted to uh, start off. Uh, with how you start your day as a writer, not when, like not like every little thing. Like, well, first I take a piss because you know, fuck you. Who cares? But when you start off writing, when you start to write, and what you do first. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and ask you, uh, Mr. John Wayne, what do you like to do? Uh, what is your? Do you have like a certain ritual of things that you like to do before you start writing, or or how do you start getting into it when you're doing it? Uh, every morning when I wake up, uh, the first thing I do after I've taken care of other business and letting the dogs out is write my goals down. And I write them in these books like this. I have many of them. Uh, my goals for the day, uh, which always include like writing what I'm, and everything else I'm going to do career-wise, um, what I need to do. And then I have a, a dry erase board that is right up here uh, next to me that I actually have been exploring. I've been, I mean, I, I did write, I would write down like, like more detailed things on that, like send this Mm -hmm. today, do this, do this. Mm -hmm. But I've recently started actually scheduling, uh, myself out in, uh, time wise, like from this time to this time, I'm doing this because I'm balancing a lot of different projects right now. Like I said, I'm not only just writing the shit that I'm writing, I'm doing audio books, uh, I have to, I'm drawing this, um, deck well, of just, tarot just to cards. Be, well, just to be clear, you're, uh, I just want to make sure our listeners know you're doing audiobooks as in you're recording, uh, yeah. the performances of the audiobooks that not, not always are necessarily your own books, but the books of yeah. other people as well. I just wanted to make that clear. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so I'm doing that. Um, I've got, yeah, some gigs doing other like audiobooks. 
I do these podcasts and I have to, you know, I edit this podcast. I do my own, uh, you know, and the awesome dude for life, my Patreon podcast. Uh, I I'm drawing these, these things, uh, these cards every day. So I, I just have a lot of stuff going on in that regard. So it helps me to actually schedule things, uh, on a timeline because I just work for myself so I can do whatever I want. Uh, anyway, and of course, like there's wiggle room in there if I want to, but I've found that it makes me more uh, productive to just know or, or, or just like uh, it takes anxiety away for me just to know that between this time and this time, I'm going to do nothing but mm-hmm. write because at this time I can start editing and then that's when I'll do that. And I'm right. not just sitting right. there in front of my laptop trying to write, but also thinking about all the other shit that I have to do for the day. Okay, so you kind of just like regulate it and uh, give yourself like a, a like a, a like a very direct specific path uh, rather than kind of like bounce around to whatever you feel like. You're making sure that you're getting everything done, whether you feel like it uh, that moment or not. You know, like you're you're staying focused. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I have to because I mean, I do work for myself, and I have to make sure that I'm on point anyway. But you know, I do have extra things like i said i'm doing these these uh-huh. narr- narrating these audiobooks is an extra so it's just p- part of how i make a living um and drawing these these things is not like because oh i'm in I'm drawing time today no this is like part of what makes m- m- money for me uh-huh. so uh, it's like i have it, it gets it, when these things start stacking up uh for me and that's what they were doing i was looking at like okay i can't take everything on i have to separate these things i i have to make sure i'm writing as well um because also writing is is not like a instant gratification type of uh medium you know what i mean they're right there's there's no audience yeah it's just like you know you get your royalties on a on a schedule you know and then when you sell like i i was i mean i i sold a couple short stories last week and like that was instant like they pay you right then and that's great um but otherwise like i've got all these things that i have to balance so for me it works best for me to write these lists write these goals uh meet these goals and i also like on my goal thing that the next day i cross off everything that i did and if i didn't do it like i'll write like i don't know i worked out did yoga wrote this much drank 13 beers and the day got away from me and like I'll write that kind of shit because it holds me accountable if I fall into some kind of pattern where I'm like, what? Why am I not doing anything? Oh, well, it says I drank 13 beers for 13 days in a row, so that's probably why I didn't do anything. I feel productive, but right. But I also have strange obsession with time and wasting time and not wanting to and. uh uh, mostly to my detriment um in a social socially or relationship wise but uh i just cannot waste time i yeah, always no, I understand feel like that. i have to do something i'm always doing no something. I, I yeah i totally understand that um yeah i always want to be productive with my time uh i'll give myself time to rest and unwind uh because i kind of uh, kind of force have to force myself to do it because you know i'll I'll write for hours and hours and hours, and it's like you know like my my back starts to hurt from like being in the chair, you know, and I'm like, okay, I wrote four thousand words today. that's good. i can I can stop for a while. 
and you know, I'll go and do something else or relax or, you know, if it's the end of the writing day, you know, then I allow myself to read or, or watch a movie or whatever it is. Uh, but I, but like, if I don't work on something every day, I, 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 I can't do it. It's not even just like, oh, I feel too guilty. It's like, I can't do it. Like, I can't enjoy anything I'm doing if I tried, if I tried, uh, if I tried to, skip. if I tried yeah, if I did a skip day, yeah. I could like you know, it's like, no, like I it's... can't. It was like you know when I was super into the bodybuilding, it was like I couldn't have a skip day. I would just, yeah. I would just like I could not do it. It would just drive me insane. Because um, on your day off, you'd have to take a bunch of beers to the woods with me and drink yeah. them and, w- yeah. and lift weights and bang the chicks that you took out there. Right. Even right. on your day off. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, uh, which is a good thing to do. Uh, well, well. Anyway. Um, to talk about a little bit of how I start off, um, you know, I uh, do all my little morning things that I need to do, being a dog dad and all that. Uh, but then when it comes time to actually sit and start to write, um, for one thing, I have to resist the urge to just bullshit online. And I don't even mean social media. I know that's a big trap for a lot of writers. I mean, just looking up random weird things, you know, like uh, I just jump on the Wikipedia and I start reading about all sorts of garbage. Do um, you really like, okay, so yeah. I, I, I just like, I'm not, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but my mind works so much differently than that because I also, I go back to like where people are like, oh man, I got that song stuck in my head. And I was like, cool. I never get songs stuck in my head. I don't right, know what right. you're talking about. Like mm-hmm. I can compartmentalize all of this stuff and, and I don't even, when I get, when I sit in front of my computer to write, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. It's not even like a, a question of me clicking Firefox and, and getting mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. There's no, I, I don't, so, so, and I'm not saying like, oh, well, I'm so that's much not better what I'm than saying, you. But, but that's I, not I know what I'm like, saying. Like you fall into these things, like you're looking up stuff. Um, yeah. But that, that's not what I was saying. I, I was oh. saying that, that a lot of writers, they have this, you know, they'll be writing and they'll get a little stumped for a moment and they'll jump on Facebook to, to try to like clear their head. And that's fine if that's what people do. But sometimes people get lost in that. And that, and that is a trap. Uh, what I was saying is when I'm first getting started, uh, you know, before I start writing or when I'm about to get started and I'm just like waiting for that inspiration to hit me, I will like there's that temptation to be like, uh, I could look at something to get me going or, or something like that. So it's not social media. It's not me looking at fucking cat photos. No, I didn't uh, say that. You know? I mean, like, no, no, I, thinking I of know, something but, to look up on Wikipedia. Right. But a lot, but the stuff that I think of to look up usually is in relation to, to what I'm writing. Like, you know, if I'm working on one of these Westerns, I'll start reading about mining camps of the 1850s or whatever. Uh, and then I get kind of lost in it and I start reading too much, you know? Um, so that's, that's the one trap I have to avoid. But anyway, uh, that's not usually a big problem. Usually once I decide I'm going to start writing for the day, that's what I do. But I do do something that is kind of controversial. Um, do you do? Right. Yes. Hilarious. Um, I do something that, uh, that is kind of controversial with writers is what I, I'll go back and I'll read and edit what I wrote the day before. Why is that so, controversial? Because I was going to buy I, I, I have this on my notes that like I, I started doing this because I thought I needed to. And once I talked to you about it, that gave me confirmation because I because it seems like such an undertaking when you go back to like a 50, 60,000 word thing and you start from the beginning and you're like, now, what was I doing? Like no, Sometimes no, no. it's like. 
No, no, I don't do that. It's just like no, I know, I know. Yeah, like yeah. you read, you read and edit what you wrote the day before. What you wrote the day before, and yes, I'm in, but... I've been doing that. It's on my thing to talk about. Like I've been doing that since Good. we talked about it. Good, yeah, and that's... I think that's fine. Like, why are you saying that's taboo? Like, no, I, I'm not saying it's taboo. I'm just saying it's a controversial thing because many, many writers say that not to edit while you're writing it, just to keep plowing forward, just keep going, and that you'll nitpick too much or whatever. And okay, maybe for some people that's the issue. But I, I feel that, um, when I go through, uh, when I spend the first part of my writing morning going through what I wrote the day before, it sets the tone. It like gets me in the mood. It gets me in the mood. You know, it's like, I'll start to be like, okay, I'm getting back into the scene. I'm getting back into whatever I just left off on. And it, 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 and like, it's a way to springboard my imagination, um, and so, and, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I always, and you're like, you every stop time. buying things like you're like, oh shit, you know what? Let me put this right here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. sometimes right. I'll move paragraphs around and shit Absolutely. that I, I like yeah. I've been doing. So I think that's, I think it's incredibly helpful. Like yeah. I, yeah. it helps and you, and me. You, yeah. uh, I think it's great. I don't know. Yeah. And you, and you clean up as you're growing as um, you go. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, you change little things, even if it's like a matter of character dialogue where you're like oh, i don't think this character would necessarily say it this way you know it's a little too writery the words are a little too big or whatever and you need to change it to fit the character um you you catch that stuff as you're going um and then when you when it comes time to really edit the manuscript when you're done with the entire thing you already have cleaned it up as you've been going yeah. uh, and so it's it's all the easier to go through and just you know, cut and snip everywhere you need to. Um, in and, that and in, I, initial thing, you know, and I, and I would say like the, the, for the argument of like, we'll just let it flow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that holds too much weight with this because it's like, you're, you're, re, you're not like you are letting it flow when you're writing for the mm-hmm. day. Like, boom, I'm letting everything out about this story that I want for the amount of time that I'm writing today. But it's, the whole next day that you're going back and looking at that you're right. not trying to edit it necessarily as you're writing it maybe you are whatever your process is but this is like 24 hours later or whatever you're sitting there and then are going over this i don't think that 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 is a disruptive to the process i don't i don't think so at all i don't think so at all um i don't understand why people have an issue with editing as you go but a lot of people do um and I'm not saying like I can understand if you're saying go through the entire thing and like be super not from know, the top no, every day. But, Jesus Christ, that would be crazy. No, but I'm, I'm saying like you know, and being super anal about every grammatical thing and, and and all of that. Like you don't have to be that diligent. I'm not saying you need to make it a perfect manuscript uh, as you go. I'm just saying to go back over the stuff that you wrote the day before to kind of get you in the in the zone, in, in the feel of, uh, you know, you're getting back into that world. Um, and that, and that actually brings me to something else I wanted to talk about, uh, as far as getting into a world, being absorbed into a world. Uh, a lot of writers will work on multiple things at a time. You know, like I see it all the time. People will like mention something on Twitter or something where they'll just be like, yeah, so I was working on, you know, the collaboration with so-and-so today, but then I, I'm going to focus on my own novel tomorrow and I got to finish this short story submission. And to me, that's spreading yourself way too thin. It's the whole like Jack of all trades, master of none thing. It's like, pick one, 
pick a project and fucking stick to it. You know, you, you, cause you want to get absorbed in that world. If you're constantly bouncing around from world to world, you, you're forgetting important things about, about each one. If you're focused on one world and one setting, you're really getting deep into those characters. You know, their voice, you know, their heart and their soul. Uh, and by jumping, jumping around too much you you you'll forget that i think that's that's my personal take on it no i i agree i talk about this a lot in uh my tarot reading stuff where a lot of things will come up about like taking on too many things um a lot of times and uh yeah everything suffers when mm-hmm. you do that and the thing right. is is that especially when you're doing the things that we're doing you're trying to make a name for yourself it in the arts whatever it may be writing music you know whatever you're doing you want once you start getting attention you're like oh shit hell yeah and then if people are bringing you don't want to tell people no because for so long like you've been asking and been told no and now mm-hmm. people are giving you like people are offering things and you don't want to you're like well yeah you won't accept it because finally you know this is good but when you take on two too much every single bit of what you're doing suffers because yep. you cannot apply any you can't apply the focus that you would normally to what you right. do your craft and, and, and that's on on those things and it's of detriment and it's a mistake like you said that a lot of writers make or artists make mm-hmm. especially if you're you know trying to be a professional right artist and that's, in that way and i and i i totally agree like that can kind of jump across different types of art like if you're you know like you where you're a writer and a musician you know like uh where, where it's like you know if you feel you, you can't focus on both you have to kind of like you know project by project you know but uh i think even more so if you're diversifying within one of those you know it's like okay you 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 work on a, a story and then you're working on a song too that i can get because it's kind of like a very separate thing but exactly, if you're working, yeah. but if you're working on two songs and two stories, it's too much. Focus on one at a time. Uh, you know, like you can definitely do your like recording audiobooks and and be writing a book yourself, definitely, because you're not leaving your novel world. You're not leaving that at all. The audiobook is already written, it, whether it's by you or someone else. You're not creating in your mind a, a world. You know, you're just performing. It's a different thing to perform as it is to create. So it doesn't detract from the creation. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I would even take it a step further as to say, like, this isn't something that I would recommend for everybody to do. Like, to split focus is very hard, even uh, in a professional sense, even like if it's like you said, writing versus uh, doing an audiobook that I didn't write, but I'm just performing. That's mm-hmm. still like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a lot. Um, so you should definitely take into consideration where your, where your actual, where, what the passion lies and, and mm-hmm. where you're at in this. And if you can do that and you can split your focus, I, I'm so like, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not perfect at this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. Like I said, I'm writing out fucking schedules and shit for me. And I've been doing this for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like I've played in two bands at least at the same time for 20 plus years. 
uh this is like the first time like of a stretch for a long time that i've only played in one band at a time and we've mm. been in lockdown mm. for a year so yeah. like i like that kind of stuff like if when you can split it like it's it i don't recommend i'm not saying like oh yeah whatever but like i've done it for a while and i'm not saying it's easy it's hard and mm. like when i'm writing shit uh i might step away from my work in progress if i need to clear my head to write like a bang out a short story for something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh but that's like a day or right, maybe right, two days. Right. It's not like, and, and I'm going right back into it. But I agree with like, you're in, you have to be in the same headspace for, mm -hmm. but maybe you don't. Maybe some people out there are like, fuck you guys. Oh, look at me. I wrote a story about a haunted tattoo and I have a zombie fucking thing and I'm really awesome. Uh, and maybe you're an asshole like that. Yeah, that's not patronizing that her at all. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. If you know who you are and you're listening to this, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, anyway, yeah. but uh, like, you know, maybe that's like you and you can do that and you feel confident in it, but not everybody is that yeah, I, I would recommend, I, I would strongly recommend against that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, like I used to do, uh, music and everything and I, I stopped because I was like, this is taking creative energy away from, um, from the writing, which is more important to me, which I feel I'm better at. Uh, so I stopped doing all other creative projects and focused on the writing and, and got much more success uh, for the writing as I got more serious about it. Um, yeah, because that was always my, my first and true love. Uh, and, you know, like a lot of creative people, I can do other things. I draw, I sing, you know, things like that. But that's not, that's not what I am. I'm not a musician. I'm not an artist. I'm a fucking writer. You know, so like that's where the focus should be for me. Um, and I think the, 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 the more sure you become about what it is you want to do and the more you, you focus on that thing, uh, I think the more success you're going to find. Absolutely. Yeah. And once you, once you kind of find your, your voice, like you were saying, or like you hit that boom, that tuning fork where you're like, ah, oh, that's exactly where I need to right. be. Um, and you hit that frequency and you go with it. You need to throw your entire self into it. And, uh, but I am like, a a multi, like I do, I do several things mm -hmm. and I do have to rein a lot of that in because like we said, I don't want my work to suffer, especially things I'm, I'm putting out there to people. Um, but well, like, like I was saying, it's like you, you, you pick one to concentrate on at a time, right? You know, like, like that's, that's the key. And, and, and again, like, like we were saying before, making a song and making a, a book are two very different things. So you can kind of split attention a little bit. Uh, but you know, if you're, if you're taking on a, an, an enormous project, you really want to focus on that project and yeah. let the other stuff sit until, until you've got that, that done. I, I did want to say this too, though. Um, once you are done, Pardon me. Once you are done with a rough draft of a project, then I think that's the crucial time to start doing other things. You know, I think once you like, say you write a, a novel or a novella and you've got the rough draft done. Uh, well, here, here's what I do. I finish a, a novella or a novel or whatever it is. And, and I, and I like, I write the end and then I'm done for the day. And I just kind of sit and think about it. Next day, I go through, I read the entire thing. And, you know, maybe that takes two days if it's novel. I read the entire thing. I edit the entire thing. And then I leave that shit the fuck alone. I just let it sit. 
and I work on a short story or a novel or whatever new thing, and I just forget about that thing altogether for months. So that way, when I do go back to it, I go back to it with fresh eyes. I don't give it to anyone to beta read. I don't give it to anyone to, to look at because I don't want anyone else's feedback yet. I still want it to be my own feedback. So I'll leave it alone. And then several months later, I'll go back and then go through it again. And then, like I said, fresh eyes because I've escaped that world now. You know, like I'm not in it anymore. I get back into it. I see it with new eyes. I see it as a reader, not just the writer, because I'm trying to like remember all the stuff I came up with, you know, uh, as, as I go. Like there'll be stuff I totally forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot this scene. I forgot this thing. Uh, and that's good. You want that. You want to be looking at it as a reader. So it's crucial when you finish something. And I know this is hard because people want to have instant gratification, have an instant audience and be like, oh, send it to their friends. Be like, look at this, look at this. No, writing is not Don't an instant do it. gratification no. uh, but, job. But, but people or, want yeah. that. People want that. People want, yeah, like, as soon as they're done with to, something. to get over. Get over As it. soon as people are done with something, they're so excited about it. They want feedback on it. They, they want to jump at the chance to give it to people. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. First of all, it's not ready. Uh, second of all, you don't want other people's feedback to influence your own inspiration you want to just have it all be you and then when you're finally done with that then you pass it on to get feedback because that's crucial too it's good to get feedback before you try to put a book out there uh but you initially until you like your rough draft isn't finished when you write the end it's finished when you've gone back to it several times when you've taken a break from it for several months and then worked on it again. Then, then you can really say that you have a draft that you're ready to to send to people. Otherwise, you're sending sloppy work. It's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do agree with you 100. Um, but like I was saying, if you're looking for instant gratification, this is not no. it. This is not the way to do it like and i even said like we were talking about earlier you don't even get your royalties till like three months after like the month right. like it you, you, like that even how backed up you are instagram you may want to put out on your fucking twitter like oh well, look at me i did this so that your people will like it and shit but that get over that stop it like this is not an instant gratification thing no it's it's not it's not um and and I actually said something about this when you talked about that earlier because I kind of misconstrued what you were saying. But yeah, like you were saying, it's uh, you know you don't get in, in some instances you don't get paid right away. You may begin in advance or something, but you're waiting for the royalties to come in. So yeah, there's that form of gratification. But for a lot of us, myself included, like the gratification is hearing that people enjoyed it, that hearing people like really loved the book and and people giving feedback like that. Um, and that's not something you get until the book has been out for a while. Uh, but you want it. Like, you, you, you'll you write a rough draft of something. The moment you type the end, you want hear, to hear what people think of it. Um, and it's not like that. And that's why I said there's no audience when you're writing. Because there isn't. There's there's no. It's not like when you're performing live or something and, like, people are applauding. You have no audience. It's just you in a room alone and your dog looking at you like you're wasting your life because you're not playing in the snow. That's what the right life is, you know, or giving them treats or give them, which is also something that they highly approve of. Um, but, uh, but it does help to have a dog in the room. At least it does for me uh, to have bear here when I'm writing, she's laying at my feet. Uh, sometimes she'll want to be petted and it'll be 
a little aggressive. I'll be typing and she'll like, just, she'll not only put her, her head on my lap. She'll just like put both paws and start to climb into my lap. And she's not a Chihuahua. She's a, a, a Labrador. She's a big mm-hmm. dog. And I'm just, dog. and I'm like, okay, okay. We need to settle down. Dad's trying to work, you know? Uh, but it's, it's the best kind of interruption you can get. So, um, yeah, I agree. And, like just going back to the gratification and like and how that comes when when you do start getting like feedback uh it is that much more important or appreciated i think because you've gone through so many uh you know you've gone through your drafts of this uh acceptances whatever rejections and that's another thing i wanted to talk about was rejection mm-hmm. uh because that's a huge part of what we do as writers or, or part of the writer. You mean, you mean thing. getting totally rejected by women? Cause I'm very familiar with no, I'm kidding. No, I know you're familiar with that. I've, <laughs> I've seen you flirt at the table. It's, it's abhorrent. Uh, but, yeah. I just, I just walk uh, up and go, Hey, anyone for penis. <laughs> and it just, it never works. And, and I, I always stop. say, and I always say like, he said peanuts, peanuts. And then like, it doesn't, I know help. you try to help, but I you try. Know, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Uh, I try, but, but rejection, no, of, of course you mean rejection yeah. letters and, and yes, yes. When you start submitting and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, I've, I've talked about this on other podcasts before I, I've uh, kept a, 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 uh, like a QuickBooks fucking document, you know, spreadsheet of everything I submit, mm-hmm. uh, throughout my entire life. I've kept this. And what, and it's like reject, accept, like what, like the payment, like all that shit, like all that stuff goes into this, this fucking spreadsheet that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a million reject. It's like reject, 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 accept, mm-hmm. reject, 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 reject. And the thing that like, I think trips up a lot of people is you can't get out of your own way uh, of your ego. And when someone is saying like, you know what? This isn't exactly what we need for this. And you're like, oh, it's not because I think it's the perfect thing you need. Obviously, you don't know what you need. Like, you got to get over that ego shit uh, right away. That's one of the things you have to get over as a writer. A lot of artists. And if if I can, I'd like to say something about that, too, uh, where you'll you'll think you'll have something perfect for an anthology. Uh, and you get rejected and then the anthology comes out and you look at what's in it and you could say, uh, you might say, oh, wow, my story definitely wouldn't fit with all these other ones. It's just a totally different thing. Or, you know, you might even read it and, and that not in an egotistical way, but you might read it and be like, oh, this isn't very good anyway. I'm kind of glad that I wasn't in it, you know, or there's the other thing where, and this has happened to me for sure. Well, I'll write something and I'll have that like, oh, yeah, this is really good. This is a good story. I dig this. And then it gets rejected. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? But then I'll go back months later or a long time later and look at it to see if maybe I can do something else with it, send it to someone else. And I'm like, this story fucking sucks. This is a terrible story. And I'm like, no wonder they rejected this. This is not good, you know? (laughs) So it gives you some perspective to go back at something, you know, a, a long time later. You know, Abs- absolutely. Uh, you all you everybody needs a smack down or like a perspective or like to be like, you know, we're not none of us are fucking, right. sh- you know, Johnny Shakespeare over here. But like, a rejection, n- none of us. 
But a rejection shouldn't stop you. Uh, it absolutely either. shouldn't. Yeah. That's that's that, and that's what I want to talk about because right. a lot of people read reject like they take the like you submit something to a anthology or an open call for something and it gets rejected and you think immediately like oh well I suck this sucks it sucks I fuck it suck let me suck that's uh, I would say like most of the time. It's not that it's just that that what you've written, what you've created is not what that person is looking for for this call. It doesn't make it bad. But, it just but, makes it. But I was but. just going to say, but even if they do, even if someone, even if the editor is like, wow, this story sucks and they hate it. That's one person's opinion. One it person, is. you know, like. There are plenty of things where I'm like, that fucking sucks, and everyone loves it. It's very successful, and I think it sucks, you know? Yeah. It's just one person's opinion. Art is subjective, always. We should always put that first. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also not a competition um, at all. So it's not like that. So I, I look at it like, don't be defeated by those things. Right. You know, look at that like, okay, it wasn't for that. But also, like you said, you go back and you're like, oh, no wonder this fucking sucks. And I've done the exact same thing with stories. And I'm like, I sent this to somebody. What the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? Right, right. Yeah. What was I doing with like my life at this point where I was like, I sent this to people. But that's how you fucking learn. And that's what right. I was talking about, like going back to doing the audio book. Like it's learning in reverse, making all these mistakes along the way and having to go back and fix them. It's like it was like the audio version, the sonic version of smoking a, a carton of cigarettes. You know, I learned uh, the hard way mm -hmm. what, you know, but I'll never make those mistakes again. And hey, that's sometimes smoke up, out. Johnny. Smoke up, Johnny is a banner year to the fucking yep. communale house. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of sometimes how you learn that everybody has a different path. Right. Right. To learning um, things. So There's no right or wrong way but you can't take rejection. It's a callus you have to build up because you're going to re get rejected a billion times. Absolutely. Sorry. I don't know well, if you think you're goes. like a yeah. badass. It's just how it is. No, Chris, no. And, and you, when be... you get rejected, when I, 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 I think so highly of you and your writing, when you say like, yeah, I didn't ex get accepted in that. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with them? You know that, but, oh. but I'm also, but, but oh. like, I also feel like, you know, this is how like you, you need to, when you want to pursue excellence, you surround yourself with excellence. This is how I became a good musician. I'm not a great musician at all, but I, I surrounded myself with people who knew exactly what they were doing and were proficient at it. I played in bands with people who knew what they were doing and it made me write, raise myself, elevate myself. Because I wanted, like, that was what I was around. So that's, like, with writers. And I'm not trying to suck your dick. Fuck you, dude. You're just, you're, you're a good writer. You're an excellent writer. And I, 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 I look at that and I surround myself with that. And that's what we need to do. Like, be humble. Like, you know, metal sharpens metal. Fucking go, you know, follow these things. If you want to be good, you know, you have to go out and just do it. And, 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 uh. I lost my train of thought, but anyway. Well, no, you, no, I, I agree with with uh, what you were saying there. Um, but uh, mo moving on to other uh, aspects of it, uh, because we could talk about like the process of submitting and all that, but I didn't want to get into that as much as I wanted to get into. Like, I, I didn't. Stuff I just, for... 
yeah, I just wanted to touch on rejection. It's just a big thing. Yeah, that no, some no, people that it no. stops a lot of people in their tracks. No, you you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely do right. that. You can't, no, no, you can't. But you also need to know when to submit, and not just to publishers, but to anyone who you want to read your stuff. Uh, this is something that I I see a lot with um, uh, with with new writers, young writers, and I'm not with trying idiots. to call out. No. I'm not trying to call out anybody because they're not idiots. It's just they're inexperienced. Um, like, don't send unfinished work to anyone for any reason ever, ever, ever. There's At no all. such there's no such thing as be like, how am I doing so far? Bullshit. No, especially not professionally. Don't send that to a publisher. Don't no, even send well, that no, to no, me. No, of course, no, no, of course not. No, of course you don't send it to a publisher. But oh, I thought no, that's who you were talking about. No, no, I'm no. Sorry. I'm talking about just sending it to like people you know who are, you oh, know, okay, uh, okay. Uh, who are I'm like uh, a writer. No, just send like to send it to a writer who might be uh, more accomplished than you, or even just send it to a friend to read. Don't do that. Do not do that. And that happens to me. Is these people who are good people, talented people, they'll be like, I just want to see if I'm on the right track. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not even going to read it because like you need to write something completely. You need to be happy with it yourself first. You need to finish something. Uh, and a lot of people have this thing, creative people, um, where like they get gratification from getting it out to someone from getting like some kind of like feedback. Like they want someone to be like, Oh, that's an awesome idea. Not it's a good project, not it's a, but Oh, it's an awesome idea for a book or a record or whatever else. And that satisfaction that you get from hearing that diminishes your ambition to mm-hmm. actually do it. You know, like it gives you more of a motivation to do it. If you're not like able to, make people go, Oh yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Like you want to keep building and building and building and earn that from people. Uh, so yeah. And also you don't want other people to influence your own vision, have your vision, write it, finish it. And then when you're finally done with it, when you're really done after you leave it alone for a while and come back to it and edit again, then you can send it to someone, uh, to get their opinion on it. But do not send, I've got a chapter. Uh, could you tell me how I'm doing? No, it doesn't work that way. That's just not how writing works. It's uh, kind of a difference between validation and gratification. Mm-hmm. Validation is when you like, I, I, in my, this is just me. Like you, you work on something you've, you know, several drafts of a book, novella, whatever novel, and you send it in to somebody that you don't know from any, you know, whatever you submitted this thing and they accept it to me. Like, that's all I, I was like, that's validating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, gratification. Yeah. I could fucking, what do you want me to do? Send you my fucking dream journal, Chris. So you can tell me like, Oh, you're so good. John Wayne. No, I don't need that. I don't need my wife to read my shit and tell me how good I am. I don't need that kind of gratification. But the validation part for me comes like it's a different piece where you're like, okay, I'm on the right track. Somebody who I don't know, who I'm not even asking necessarily to accept me is accepting it. Like that's a, that is, that is, that is is great gratification. But I will say this. No, it's validation, not gratification, but it's gratifying. It's, it's, it's validating, but it's also gratifying. Um, but I will say this, um, like I totally agree wholeheartedly that when you get somebody uh, who you've never met in your life, who's just judging you by the value of your work, uh, the, of, of your work, that's 
that's fantastic. And particularly Huge. if they're willing to pay you for it, that's yeah, incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I will admit this, uh, every time I've been in like a serious relationship with a girl or, or even if it's like, I'm just trying to get with a girl or something, I so want to impress them with my writing. Like even what? like, I, I totally do. Even with like when I was married, like with my wife, like I wanted, I like, cause that's just this, I don't know. That's just like this in built in thing where it's like, I just want to like woo women with my talent. Like I, I've always been that way uh, where it's just like, I want to, I wanted to, I, I, I was married. Like I'd been married for years and I still wanted to impress my wife. You know, it's like, that's like this initial thing when you're trying to like, you know, meet a girl is you want to impress them. You want to be like, look, look, I can do all these things. I, yeah. I never stopped feeling that way when I was, when I, even when I was married. Uh, yeah, it was always super I- important to me. So, so I just wanted to throw that in. No, and I know. And that it still and, is. And, and I'm not, yeah. And I'm not, uh, coming down on you for that. We're, like I, cause I was thinking about this before, actually earlier today, cause we, we are, we have so, we are so different on a, so many things, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to women and ladies and love and well, yeah, I, I'm ro- I'm and romantic. Shit. I'm romantic and you're not. We've we've yeah. discussed this many times. Yeah, exactly. But I've also like been where like you go out there and you're this, you know, playing, you become this thing and it's you become a novelty to somebody you're dating uh, for a while. And it's just like you know uh okay like you know because one like for instance playing in a band uh when like it's all awesome when you're like up there and like oh i love make love to me randy you know but like then when you start dating someone and you're like oh actually yeah i have to go to practice three days a week and uh i'm gonna be spending six hours a day uh also practicing by myself and uh this is how this works and they're Mm -hmm. like oh this sucks you know, mm-hmm. it becomes a novelty act uh, for people. So I think like our our experiences are different. So I do not want to impress. Uh, I'm definitely like my my wife, my wife, my current wife, Katie, has read your current as if you're going to have a next one. Jesus, like I already have the third one lined out. If she you say, out. oh, my no current worries. wife. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. No, Jesus. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm just living in reality. It's my current very, wife no, it's has read zero of my books. Not one single of the 10 published books that I've put out, she's read none of them. Why? Because she does not like this kind of thing that I write. So why would I ask anybody, let alone Fine. someone that I'm I love That's to, your to, relationship. to give me, to give me feedback on that. some No, no, I'm just saying to give me feedback on what they don't like. Like you already don't like horror. You already don't like this. Mm-hmm. So why would I make you read this and tell me if you think it's good? Because you already I never made. I never made anybody read the fucking things. You know, No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like that. That's my approach to it is like, especially if 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 Fine. my wife, if my current wife or my next wife or the wife after that is like, I fucking love stupid, crazy horror. I'll be like, hey, read this. And they would. But I'm not I'm not the one that needs a cheerleader. In fact, I, I bore that. I do not want somebody that's like, it's not about oh, that. So, well, it's not about I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. This is not about it for you. I'm talking about for me. 
for me, I take that's my stance on it. I, you know, I'm anti everything. Yeah, Once I know. You start but I'm to show saying, me love. I want to. But repulse. I'm saying it's 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 not. I'm saying that wasn't my motivation. I didn't want a cheerleader. I didn't want you know my wife or my girlfriend to just be like, oh, you're the best. I didn't want that. It was more of a drive to to like prove myself to them to be just like, see, I can do this. Like I'm not just some schmo writing longhand in a spiral notebook and being like i'm a writer it's like no i'm a f- fucking professional writer like i'm serious about this stuff like that was important to me to like really show what i could do you know and that and that again that's like a built-in man thing where it's like we 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 have to uh we have to build ourselves into something in order to uh, you know, present ourselves to women and to outdo the other men, you know, like it's this like ingrained thing in, in, into our fucking DNA. It's instinct, you know? Uh, so that, that was it for me. Uh, even, even once I had the woman, even once like she was my girlfriend or my, even my wife, I was just like, I need to continue this. I need to like, I always wanted to be like, look what I have done. Look what I have created. You know, I, I share that sentiment a thousand, uh, Two hundred thousand, a million percent. With Nick, um, no, with, with, Nick, with any Nick P. Like you, you, you were constantly like Nick, 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 like like Nick P. Like, do you approve? <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to Nick P. But I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm constantly proving myself to everybody in my life, my family, um, my current wife, my ex-wife. Uh, anybody that I come in contact with, it's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a writer. And like, they're like, oh, I'm sure you are. Like, I am not the, I, I, you know, I'm not like what you want to bring home to mom and dad necessarily. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. You know, I'm not that person. Uh, but I'm genuine and I'm, I'm, I'm myself, but I'm doing, you know, this is what I do. And... You know what's funny is with that, just to say, is uh, like you may not be the type to bring home to mom initially. Like, like you know, if like a girl, like say you're dating a new girl and she brought you home to her parents for the first time. Here you show up, you got all these tattoos and Mr. Rock and Roll with the crazy hair. Uh, like, like that would put off them. But, yeah. uh, but I'm not insulting. I'm actually complimenting here. But you would actually proved to be uh an awesome person to be to bring home to mom uh once they got to know you because you know like you're you're a good dude and you work hard and you're focused and you're passionate all those things whereas i am very much the opposite where i show up with my johnny unitas haircut and i'm like you know handsome and polite and very that's much a haircut a you can set your watch to <laughs> as i said it's true, but I but I'm like a, very much a gentleman, and I and I and I'm polite and clean shaven. I'm a gentleman. I'm polite. I was complimenting you. I'm insulting myself. Let me finish. No, I'm okay. I'm just saying, like no, but but no. First appearances, first appearances to 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 like old people. You look like a freak, drug addict, piece of shit. I don't. I look very clean and very very like you know uh, professional, but. The, the the funny thing is is that I am not I'm a I'm a broken insane person with a, a huge darkness that weighs down on me heavily and I would pretty much ruin their daughter's life 
Uh, I pity any woman who loves me. Uh, and so it's just like a funny thing that like, it's kind of like the, you know, don't judge books by their cover kind of thing. Like I look this way because I don't want anyone to look at me. I want to blend in with everything. I want to be, I don't want anyone to notice me. I, I like, I, I don't want anyone to talk to me. This is how fucking fragile and fucked up that I am. Is that I, I fragile, man? <laughs> no, maybe, fragile. Not, maybe not. Maybe not fragile, but fucked up. No. And, maybe it guarded is a better word. Guarded. Like I want, I I want to blend into the background because I don't want anyone to fucking talk to me. This is how fucked up I am. You I know. I'm just so I just it's just it. it's a funny thing. Is is all I'm saying. It it is very no, it is, and I and I like I said, I identify with this. But for me, I feel like because, like you said, like I look like a crazy drug addict. Uh, it's like I'm constantly trying to, uh, uh, like show like no, I'm actually doing good. Right. Like this is good. Like look, well, the, the no, I, I sold is... all this shit. Look, I have I have special edition right. hardbacks coming out. This right. is like right. real. I'm really doing this. But right. I right. still get people who are like, all right, dude, good, good job. Oh, I know. I, I get feel it too. so sorry for him and his wife. You know, I mean, right, like right. No, no, that's I, I, the I, kind I, of shit. I know. You know? I know. I, you know, and I, and I and I have to explain it too. It's like they're like, "Oh, you're a writer." They like, like I was saying before, they think you just like you sit out under a tree and write in a little, you know, spiral notebook or trapper keeper or something. Uh, and I'm like, no, I've been published in multiple languages and I've actually won awards and like all this shit. You know, like no, I'm a real writer. Um, but but what I was saying is that. Uh, it's just funny that you look like, you know, like you've been in prison or whatever, that you've been in all this trouble, but you led this whole GP life, as you've said many times, That uh, and whereas I truly grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and truly have a, a dark, fucked up past, and you wouldn't think it from looking at me, you know? It's, it's, just, a, it's just a funny thing, you know? So, what a balance we strike with each other. I've done way more horrible things than you have. Like I've easily done way more awful things than you. I'm but sure you, you wouldn't have. think it. You wouldn't think it from looking at us, though. Yep, Johnny Unitas and Keith Richards. Yeah, but I would also do. Uh, <laughs> I've also don't care about a lot of things, so. I guess, uh, whatever. You know what? Well, I know that. I'm, I'm not saying that you're squeaky clean. I'm not saying that. I, I was just saying it's just you can't judge people. Did you call me look. squeaky from? Nope. I said you're not squeaky clean. From? Oh, I'm not. No, I was never no. in the Manson clan. No, I know you're bad to the bone, honey. I know. I, no, I know, and and I I I never like uh, I don't have any like delusions about my past or growing up where i'm like i was always a badass i wasn't i was a gp i was a giant pussy for a long time mm -hmm. but like i just am whatever we do I, I i'm just who i am i'm genuine i'm not trying to put on a front i'm not trying to play a character and no a you're not no not at all that, but i'm saying like I'm online saying, like, and stuff I, no you're not but I'm, what i'm saying is, is like you haven't been to fucking prison you know but like people no. would assume that looking at you i'm some bad. people some people you know so but anyway, we're getting a I know racist I've, people. <laughs> so I don't think it's a race thing, uh, but maybe a class thing. But uh, well, but, but no, I, I mean we're we're veering off off topic, and it's my fault. I I veered us this way. Uh, but I, I wanted to get into uh, uh, another side of writing. I didn't want to get too much into the whole like submitting thing. That's something I think like like I wanted to more address like writers are still trying to figure out how to do it. 
uh, just oh, okay. writing, let alone submitting. It's okay that you know that we threw that stuff in. I was just saying this is what I was thinking we should focus on. Um, uh, so some people may experience uh, writer's block. Now, is this something that you've you've struggled with yourself? Uh, do you have certain tips for writer's block? This is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that writer's block exists, and I have never uh, come across it. I've never had an instance where I did not have an idea of what to write about. Well, okay. Well, writer's block definitely exists. Uh, there's, But you know what it, it has to do with, I think, is it has to do more with self-doubt than anything else. I think You're it's that. Right. I think it's that people are just like, okay, I, I, I'm ready to sit and write, but then they have an idea, but they don't like it, or the or they're already working on something, but they don't like what they're going to say next. Uh, and I myself have had this this issue too. Um, I think writer's block definitely exists, particularly, here's when I have problems with it, is when I'm already finished with something, and then I'm trying to come up with an idea for something new, like a new project, a new book or story, you know, because... I, I never want to go ahead with the first thing I think of because, uh, it, and this is, this is what I'm going to say. The first thing you think of is terrible. I'm just going to say that because the first thing you think of has already been thought of by everyone else. Uh, like if you're about to like write something and you're like, okay, I'm going to write a, a story about uh, zombies. It's like, nope. Yeah. You know, like the first thing you thought of was zombies. A million people have thought of that. You know, also I'm that, sh- that shows very clearly like it, it, it look it plays as like a first pitch to the writer's room when you mm-hmm. have that kind of stuff where it's like okay uh next right. you know. but but really like even if you're already on a work in progress the first thing you think to happen uh like as as you're going is the is a bad idea um i'm just telling you that you know, i agree you- i just want to interrupt and say that i agree so i've made you mad but please do in the same Thing. right thank you um yeah so you know like it's like you know say you're you know, okay say you're writing some serial killer story or whatever and and you're like okay so he's he's gonna bury the body in this lake and then the body slowly starts to rise because he didn't tie anything to sink it it's like uh, yeah th- that's the first thing you thought and that's terrible because that's been done a million times uh Plus it's forensic files I mean, there's 1,100 forensic files episode where, uh, where well, that happens. Well, more importantly, that's Psycho. I mean, like, there's that great scene in Psycho where he puts the body in the car and he's sinking it in the lake. And the the genius of that scene is that you're rooting for Norman Bates in that in that. But the way that they've set up and the way they built it, you're like, okay, he's trying to hide this body. You start to identify with the killer. That's the genius of that that scene. But that doesn't mean it's going to be genius in your fucking book. You know, like you need to come up with something different, something original. And the first impulse, the first thing you think of is usually not going to be it. Um, so, so yeah, writer's block can can definitely, it can be a bitch. Um, and just because you have an idea and you can keep going doesn't mean it's a good idea. But it is better to write on a day where you have writer's block, just go ahead, just keep going, just write whatever it is. Even uh, like, even if it's terrible and you know, it's terrible, even if you feel like you're just shoveling shit, you keep doing it because you're getting some kind of practice out of it. And then the next day you may go and you may delete the entire all of it. thing, all of it, but it's better than not trying. It's better than not doing something. Um, 
it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Sorry about like just letting it flow. Just yeah. Even if it's sh- like you said, like even if it's like, well, this isn't gonna fly tomorrow. Just fucking write. Just mm-hmm. get. Just just let it go. Like everything that you hang up. Like at first, you're like, ah, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Just put it out. Just just write because you are getting practice. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you you like going back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like if we. You know, he probably could of, do of a, course we are. a billion bench presses, but like he may be tired of doing them. But every day that he does them, they still do him good. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's bad for him to do bench presses. Right, right. It's not bad for you to write every day, even if you have to go back and take it all away or pull mm-hmm. one sentence out of it for an idea. Right. It's still honing your craft. You're yes, still exactly. getting exactly. something out of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and we, we've, we've touched on this before, but yeah, it's worth repeating. Uh, you should always keep going, but okay. So let's say you have a day where you just absolutely cannot write. And this does happen. Um, that's a day that you can focus on the other aspects of writing, submitting things or, uh, trying to get your readers excited on social media or editing stuff that you've already written. Even if you've already edited it before, you can go through and edit it again. You know, there's still work that can be done. Don't be like, well, I have writer's block, so I'm just going to sit on the couch and and watch uh, 30 Rock or some shit. I better yeah. watch Netflix <laughs> for four and a half hours. Right, right. Yeah, like, no, that's not the way you do it. But I, I do have a couple of things that I think really helps me with writer's block. Uh, not not just like, oh, just keep going, but like, okay, say I'm on a work in progress and I've been writing throughout the day and working on it, and I just kind of get like, uh, I'm tired, you know, just I'm just tired of looking at the screen, I'm tired of, of writing it, and I need to think more. Because uh, sometimes that's good. You'll be trotting along and going and going and going, and sometimes you need to stop to really think more about the plot and think more, think about where you want it to go next, rather than just keep hammering through. You need to time to kind of reflect on what's already happened and really think about where you're going forward. Uh, and so one of the things uh, that I like to do uh, is that's when I usually take my showers in the day. I will wait until that kind of like writing break. Uh, because like, I don't know, there's something about being in the shower, just like the ambience of it. And just, you're able, you're like to be alone in this like small space and you can just think, you know, you just, you just think about stuff. Um, and that, that helps me a lot. I always come out of a shower with more ideas for my work in progress. And, and I would say, uh, that your shower is, uh, also like the, it's, it's anybody else's like, uh, get up and flip the record or let me go get a coffee and come back real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it doesn't have to be a shower, but like mm-hmm. that exactly what you're saying plays in a lot, mm-hmm. just stepping away. Like, even Absolutely. like I said, yeah, yeah. Flip, even like I, like I've talked about this before. I like to listen to records when I write and, and having to get up and flip the record, by the way, dude, bro, dude, bro. Uh, I listen to South like uh, under like a, uh, studio monitor headphones. Mm-hmm. cranked mm-hmm. it's incredible right <sighs> dude yeah. it's even better like even better than listen to it like out of my like i was like oh my god my brain was exploding but it's an amazing like, album yeah uh do it with tilt next baby because tilt is uh, a fucking masterpiece i'm telling you i have i mean i know i've listened to it a billion times i've I listened I to other headphones but like i'm just like uh any like with those things like sometimes you just yeah. have to have that 
thing. Like you said, a shower, like you can say it. Like if you have, or like you're at a point where you're like, what the fuck am I gonna do? No, yeah, yeah. It could Get be up and go else. out. Maybe that's yeah, yeah. maybe you go outside and smoke a bowl. Maybe well, no, you yeah, smoke a could, cigarette. Maybe you drink. You well, know, it's it's those it, things, it, right? It could, yeah. It could be. It could be any type of break. Yeah. I was just saying, like, this is where I schedule my showers for the day. Uh, there's a shower is something that most people do every day. I'm saying this is a good time to do it. Uh, don't do it in this moment. You get up right for the day or whatever, and then in that that when you get a little burnt out writing. Uh, for a couple hours, whatever it is, you go and you take a shower. It gives you time to process and think stuff through, and you'll probably go back and edit, and then you'll and you'll write some more. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. It can be anything. One of my other things that I really like to do on my writing breaks is I like going outside and play with my dog. That really helps me just completely clear my mind. I'll go out and play frisbee with Bear, or I'll I'll yeah. take her on a walk or something, yeah. and then I come back and I'm I'm like ready to get back into it. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's something about a shower that is really uh, isolating. Like if you're w- playing with your dog, you're focused on playing with your dog. If you're, even if you're flipping a record, you're focused on doing something. Whereas in a shower, you're just kind of standing there, you know, <laughs> and it's like, it, it's this like very isolating feeling, you know, particularly for people who are, don't have the luxury that I do of, of living alone. Um, you know, like you go into a shower, you're finally alone. You know, there's no, there's no spouse annoying you. There's no kids screaming at you. You're just, you're alone. You're in the silence. That's where you can really start to let the, the creative juices come to your mind, you know? <clears throat> so this is my two cents. No, uh, absolutely. And, um, I mean, even it like the, the, the other part of this is like, you have to fight the resistance of on the other side of that. Because whether it is as simple as getting up and flipping a record or getting up and taking a shower or mm-hmm. taking a walk, it's the other side of that that mm-hmm. that you need to focus on because you you have to come back. To yes. The right. You, you, you're not just like, oh, well, this side of the wall is over. Guess I'll put on this. Oh, money. Oh, well, I guess I'm right. Done. You know, and I mean, it's, and not... that's, it's funny you say that because I was going to mention that, too. It's like. Like I don't listen to music when I'm writing because it distracts me too much. Uh, not the music not itself. But I don't listen well, to it all I'm the time. Saying, when I write. I'm, I'm saying it's not the music itself that distracts me. It's the when it ends and something else starts to play, or I want to change it. That's the distraction where I'm just like, oh, well, you know what? I think I want to listen. To it. Like, no, it's just it's no, just stop it. Like that's my thing. I just turn it the fuck off because I don't want to think about i don't want to have to get up and turn the record i don't want to like pick the next thing i want to stay focused on what i'm fucking doing you know uh so so yeah like music is a no-go for me and there's also been um uh studies about this too about how the like the the mind works better in silence uh that you're you're pulled into whatever you're listening to um unless it's some ambient background noise of like thunderstorms or something um, yeah, it, like it, it distracts you, you know, cause you're just like, oh, I really love this part in this song. And you're like, yeah, you know, like it, it, it pulls you away. Uh, so I'm actually kind of against, uh, listening to music, uh, when, when I write personally. Yeah. I do listen to music sometimes. I don't, I don't all the time. Uh, but I do a good amount of time. I would say sometimes I'm flipping records. Sometimes I just have headphones listening to MP3s. Uh, but again, this is like. I mean, this this is a weird thing of like splitting focus. Uh, 
mm-hmm. that I think some people do better than other people. And I, I will take it to this example just because this is like the one that I think maybe you a lot of people can relate to better is like singing and playing the guitar at the same time. It seems like, yeah, everyone does that. But when you're in bands and you're like in the like, it, it seems to elude a lot of people to be able to play their instrument. Yeah, I would imagine and sing at the same time. I would imagine that that's extremely difficult. Like, I'm always really impressed by anyone who can do that. Honestly, honestly, I am. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I think. It it, it comes down to something like that. When you can split your focus in those ways you're probably like, it's probably easier for you to listen to music and write at the same time. Like it might, you know, your mind works, our our minds work so differently, you know, Uh, you don't agree? No, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, Because like when you're, when you're singing and, and playing something, you're still focused on your own performance, your own art. When you're writing and you're listening to someone else's art, uh, it's a different thing because then you're like, Oh, wait, I really like this part. I want to like listen to it or, Oh, you know, like I want to skip to this next track or whatever. It's like, it's a constant interruption. You know, it's a constant interruption Mm. to your, to your process. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very different thing than making your own art, uh, doing two things at once. Cause then like, it's a different thing. Like to, cause you're not, uh, you know, like I already explained myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's different. It's different. But I mean, like, I, I still think that it's like, you know, I, I it doesn't make it wrong that I will put on records and it's not listen wrong. to them while it's I while it, I write. No, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. All. You're just an asshole. That's all. You, well, you are. You are. But no, yeah. no, it's not wrong. For some people, it's fine. I, I'm just saying I don't do it, and I wouldn't recommend it to people who are starting out writing. I think you should just you should focus on what you're doing. Right. Any anything, whether it's music or or anything that you have going on outside of it is a potential distraction. You know? Girl, that's uh, girls. You, you you have a potential distraction there. You know, you'll you'll be tempted to skip to the next song or you'll be or like say you're like you're listening to a soundtrack for a movie, you'll start thinking about the movie, you know, like anything, like you need to just focus on what you're fucking doing and not have those distractions. Yeah. I mean, again, like uh, looking at it from the point of view that you're saying of like a, a starting out, uh, writer, but I also do want to say that like, it, it, it is different for different people. Like I, like I said, I, have this split it, it focus. Is, like, it it, uh, it, yeah, it is different that. for different people, but like again, this is like something that's been studied. Like you know, like in in psychology, is that the like people's minds work better when they're focused on one thing, and it and I think it ties back to that whole jack of all trades thing, where it's like, yeah, you may be able to do all these things at the same time, but you'll do something better if you focus on just one of them. Well, of course. I don't think that that's a well. There you go. All. Well, then, then you just admitted my point. If you're focused on one thing, you'll be better at it. You know, if you're focused I, on just the writing rather than writing and then flipping the fucking record, like, like the that that is a distraction that takes you away from what you're doing. Right, but um, I can have the record going and I'm not even really paying attention to it necessarily. But I also think that I like. Do- 
Two, getting getting up and and having that time where you have to actually get up and flip the record. Sometimes but, that's but what it you be need. The wrong for time. Idea. But that could, well, then you but, then I, I I've sat there I've sat there for like an hour before I flipped the record, still writing. Well, that's like, the thing. It's like going. you need you need no. That's the thing. It's like you decide when it's time for you to take a break. The record doesn't decide. A time limit on a record right. doesn't decide for you when it's time to take a break. You decide when it's time. Uh, and I, I just think that it's a slippery slope. I think it's a dangerous thing to have music playing because then you want to put on the next album or pick out the next album when the when one ends or whatever it is. If you're just in silence, you don't even you don't even have a concept of time. You just keep going. Right. Uh, whereas music will interrupt you. I I find the biggest benefit to me of music with writing is I listen to it when I'm thinking about a story, when I'm coming up with ideas for it, I, that's where I really get the big benefit from music. It's, it's, it's enormously useful, but when I'm actually writing the story, I turn it off because it's too easy to have iTunes open and have your word, you know, document open and flip back and forth, you know, turning things on and off and flipping things around. Just turn it the fuck off, turn it off. Just, just focus on what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm just from another point of view, uh, like I, I have none of those problems where you're like saying like you want to skip to the next thing or think about what the next record you want to listen. Like I'm never, I'm just like I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. Funny. Like this yeah, is also uh, the uh, other funny. point of view. Like but from because because I don't want people to think that like well shit I can't do this like. I, I I am never I'm always focused on what I'm writing if I have music listening right, I, but I'm fine. a musician dude I like to listen to fine. music fine uh, I don't I mean don't argue don't I'm get mad arguing. at me I'm, I'm just saying arguing. like I can th that focus can be split like it doesn't have to be like fine uh de fine. of detriment to what you're doing you know fine I just I just strongly disagree I think that anything that can interrupt you in any way is bad I think you should focus on the thing that you're doing. I don't think you should have any other distractions. I don't think you should have any other uh, background noise or other thing jumping in. I think you should you be in your world, not someone else's, and not be interrupted by a song changing or having to turn a record or pick a new record. This is just my personal opinion. Yeah, and that's fine. And that's great. I'm sure that's probably the right thing for a lot of people. Of course I'm right. I, I almost always am. I, I just I, I just want to put out there that it's, you know, you can do other, it's a different approach if you want. If, there are different approaches. I write in silence. Well, yeah, there's lot. different there's different approaches. There's the but, right way but, and there's the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. are two kinds of approaches. There are two kinds of love. Oh, one of, so one of them is the really good. One back. of them. One of them is the really good way. And the other one is getting fucked in the ass. So, you know, you pick which one you want to do. <laughs> well, i guess that's i guess that's it i guess that's what you gotta pick one of those things that's the um, only choices in life not just in those writing. are the only choices that's just, that's just life baby that's just life you either do it right or you get fucked in the ass that's it <laughs> and i would like that to be put on my tombstone Not not any uh, variation of that. I wanted to say you either do it right or you get fucked in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Not you know, even my birth date or death date. Just that. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that would actually benefit people. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, you're giving back. Uh, but you know what's funny is uh, you, you. I'm glad you mentioned that because that just made me think of something. Uh, as far as tombstones go, uh, Charles Bukowski, the you know the famous writer, uh, who is known for just being filthy and misogynistic and everything else, but it's a great writer. Um, his tombstone is really interesting. Excuse me. Um, you know, it has his name and his birth and death and all that, but as an image of a boxer, of a guy fighting, and it just says, don't try, is what it says on his tombstone, which I think is amazing. Don't try. Uh, and it, like, it could be taken different ways. You know, it could be like, ah, fuck it. Like, fuck it. Don't even try. Life sucks. It could be taken that way, but that's not what was intended. What was intended is don't try just just do it just do it and and do it as you just do it as yourself like if you're going to create something if you're going to write something just express yourself don't try to do what's popular don't try to do what was successful for other people yeah. don't 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 try don't try don't just, try just, to copy your heroes right take don't the influences and make yourself yeah. And not just copy your heroes, but to copy what's successful, even Popular, if you don't like yeah. like some people that are like, well, I don't like this shit, but it it, it got a Netflix deal. So I'm going to do that. Uh, don't do that, because not only are you being a mimic, but you're also you're chasing something that's already done. Uh, and the, the big thing with being a writer is you don't want to chase what's hot. You want to chase what will be what will be hot, because if you try to create. I'm going to do the next Black Mirror. You know what? By the time you, you get that out there, Black Mirror already be, is already old and no one cares anymore. So don't do that. And I see so many creative types doing that. They're like, wow, Blair Witch. You know, like when Blair Witch came out, everyone was like, oh, I'm going to do a found footage thing. And a bunch of them came out and they're all fucking terrible. And then that, that died. And it's like, you're not going to get anywhere chasing something that's already been done. You know, yeah. just because it's hot at the moment, by the time you get that shit done, it's not going to be hot anymore. So yeah, don't try. Just do something from your heart. Come up with your own concept. Come up with your own idea. Do not follow trends. Do not do that. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a just you brought up tombstones. I'm glad you did because that's an amazing tombstone. Yeah, and you see this in uh, a lot of creative fields. Um, if I just refer back to music. Uh, if there's some kind of popular band, metal, punk, something that comes out, you'll see this wave of imitator yep. bands like that's just happened throughout history forever. Well, it's, the same, it's the same thing and with films too. It's the same thing with sa films. Same thing with films, same thing with right. Like I, I said in creative yeah, fields, yeah. this you see this. And yeah. no, you don't like even though you're like maybe you feel like you're floundering, maybe you're like, I gotta do something. Just like stick to what you're doing. Because what's cool now will never be cool again. Uh, well, it, like what's a trend? To, what's a trend now will not be cool again. No, no stick, one's going to have fidget spinners again. No, stick to what you're doing if it's your own vision. You know, if if like you may be doing something uh, that you need to change, like you you may be doing something that that's just a, a dead end, that's a brick wall, and you need to accept that. You need to be like, okay, I need to move on from this. I've seen many writers have one one book or one script that they just continue to re-edit over and over and over again and submit over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, and it's just that's like, awful. it's just like, stop, just stop. You need to come up with a new idea. You need to come up with something else. Your debut novel probably sucks. You know, if you can't get anywhere with it after five years, 
you need to let it go. You need to move on and try to create something new. You, you like the obsession over, and you know what I've noticed is like that the people that obsess over their one script or their one novel, it's always all about their life. Always. It's always some autobiographical fucking thing. You know, it's, it's just like, Oh, this is about my teen years. No one understood me and my friends. I'm like, yeah, every writer writes that every writer writes that thing first and it always sucks and no one wants it. So mm -hmm. you need to just get that out of your system and accept the fact that it's bad and move on and write something else. And maybe your second book isn't going to be good either, but you keep going. But if you stay focused on redrafting the same goddamn film script or book over and over for the, to the end of time, you're never going to get anywhere. There's you need no to move on. There's no growth there. Right. You need to move the fuck on. You know, I can almost guarantee you that your first novel or your first screenplay is going to be a pile of shit. I can almost Dude. guarantee you that. I have a I have a drawer right here. That's full of piles of shit that I've printed out in my initial like writing days, like 20 years ago or something like full of piles of shit. Right. I can smell them from here, dude. Yeah. Hundreds I, of pages can, of shit. I, I could smell them from. I know I you can. <laughs> and I know. And because I, I sent you that smellogram. No, I can. I can smell. That's how bad they stink. As yeah. much as you can Thank smell you. mine that are in my basement. You know, like, like I was I have in your basement. Too. Yeah. But you don't like roses. But you don't even need to be there. You were still 500 miles away from my house. And you're like, whoa, I smell it. I smell it. Here we go. There's the Triana stink pile. You know, because like we all have those fucking we piles. We all have the Triana stink pile. <laughs> Let's do. Well, we all have a shit pile. We all have. We all the... have a shit pile where you're like, man, this is fucking good. You go back and read it. You're like, I'm fucking good. But like, oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're fucking bad, dude. Terrible. You're fucking Terrible. bad. Just just realize it. Yeah, but absolutely. you have to be fucking bad to be fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I've been writing all my life. I wrote short stories even as a kid. I have stuff, short stories I wrote in 1986. I wasn't even 10 years old. I've always been a writer. Uh, you know, I wrote my first novel when I was 14. Is it good? God, no. Is the, is the novel I wrote when I was 21 good? No, it's not. It, it, like it, it took a, a long time to get good at stuff. Uh, you know, and like they say that it takes 10 years to, to really become a master of any craft. That's what they said. 10,000 hours. Well, whatever. But they, they say like, like the hours is the thing. It's like the amount of time it actually takes between, sleeping and eating and, and working yeah. and, and fucking and whatever else like say it takes 10 years you know that's why many that's why so many people like uh they actually broke down that movie groundhog day where bill murray becomes a uh, an ice sculptor and a piano player and he becomes like great at all these things uh they, they're like well yeah he was probably stuck in that loop for like 60 years you know yeah um in order to, to achieve all those things so yeah i'm not saying if you're starting out right now it's going to take you 10 years to become good i'm not saying that uh, but I'm saying, I am. but I'm saying it's going to take a hell of a lot of work and you shouldn't expect your first story, your first script, whatever it is to be amazing, you know, and you, you need to move on from it, particularly if it's all about you and your life and your yeah. teen years and how crazy they were and how no one understood you and your friends. If you're writing that, just stop, just stop because everyone writes that and it's never good. Yeah. And we all saw singles in the 90s so let's just get over it yes um all read less than zero the, and, and that's great yes. and all, but you're not and, writing that you're not writing and, that. and no and few people are brett easton ellis 
that is a whole different ball game talking about author wise. Uh, there's a few like young authors that I think have some perspective, but like get over yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like just, just the biggest thing I can say is just don't quit. And if you have this, right, all the story, shit, don't quit. And if you, and so let's say something really crazy happened to you in your teen years. Let's say there is some really intense, great story there. Uh, save it, save it for when you're a better writer. You know, like if it's that good of a story, then it deserves your best craft to tell it. Uh, you know, like it, it's tempting to jump off with that kind of thing, but like, okay, let's say even you do it. Let's say you write that first and it sucks because you weren't a good writer. You can go back to it. Uh, you can go back to it, but just scrap it, just scrap it and start from scratch. Yeah. Just start Don't, over. Just move on. Don't but, be afraid yeah, to move on. Don't fucking dwell on the same shit for eternity because you're never going to get anywhere if you just keep trying to push the same dog turd that you've had for five fucking years stop it just stop it grow the fuck up and move on to something else keep trying keep trying it's all about not quitting don't quit yeah there's a stubborn thing about that too where it's just like where you write something and like you just keep trying to push the same thing. You're just like, oh, well, it's brilliant and people aren't ready for it yet. It's like there's that conceit to that. It's like, guess what? Guess That's what? the ego. That's the bullshit. Yeah. You're not going to succeed. Wrong. You're yeah. fucking wrong. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's totally sucking your own dick and defeats your own ambition to continue to try to push something that isn't good because you're like, well, people just don't understand it. Like you can't accept the fact that it's bad, you know? It's it's just it's immature and it's and it's not going to get you anywhere. So no, it's it's not. It, and like it's it's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot of stick itiveness that comes with uh, the arts in any in any way. But particularly when writing, like we're talking about, you just if you believe in what you're doing and you truly are trying to do this, like you just can't quit. You have no. to keep going. You, you got to be. Keep... You got to be too legit to quit. I used to have that tape, dude. Adam's <laughs> family, Adam's family too. Soundtrack, MC Hammer, too legit, too legit to quit. We should have covered it on our soundtrack. Too legit, episode. too legit to quit. See, it was like oh, too. Wow, you, you legit, got it down, man. Too yeah. legit to quit. I, if you're watching the video, I'm doing the hand signals. So yeah. I'm in a gang. I'm in a gang now. Yes, you're in the MC Hammer gang from 1992, uh, the coolest gang. I'm it's in tough. A, the toughest gang. Exactly. That doesn't even exist. Uh, anymore. Anymore. Especially not because now. they were so badass. They had to be blasted off into space into the Phantom Zone. And that's where they live now. Two uh, legit quit uh, crew lives there. Dude. Yep. That's that's a great that's a great white boy thing to be into because that's rap from 30 years ago. That's so that's a perfect song for a, a rap song for a white guy. Perfect. Especially, especially an old white guy like you, who's I, over forty. I was into the Adams family, and then the song yeah. part of it. So, uh, whatever, dude. I mean, I'm still whatever, man. Still wicked I'm, bad. I'm still cool. Still, <laughs> I have no, I have no uh, shame in my game. I am who I am, dude. I'm the baddest, yeah. baddest motherfucker you ever met. And that's for sure. The baddest motherfucker you ever had in your house. That's for goddamn sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's counting you uh, as well. Man. 
Nye, 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 nye. <laughs> I don't know. Tangie's been here. She's she's more badass than you. I gotta, I gotta say that. Is she? She'd kick your ass, man. Well, I mean, that's yet to be seen. Maybe <laughs> yeah. We'll have that on a future episode. Dude, Tangie dude, kicks probably, my ass. <laughs> she probably couldn't. She probably could. Greg would, as we've established. But oh, uh, dude, yeah, of course. We have a Greg, ta- we have an episode Greg... where Tangie and Greg kick my ass. No, 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 no. Like, that Tangie... would be the highest rated episode ever, dude. Tangie wouldn't, but but Greg would kill you. Uh, but uh, Tangie, no, no, she wouldn't. Uh, but I would kill you because don't yeah. don't lay your hands on a woman. Why would I? Instead, unless you're doing it lovingly and tenderly and treating them like the queen that they are yeah i guess so that's right i would do but ladies you feel free to call me on the cory hotline call us on the cory hotline <laughs> you know the number 832-930-1347 call and me and ask for dr love ask for dr love and i'm the for... i'm the romantic one i'm the one who wants to impress the ladies i'm the one who appreciates the ladies this one's like fuck valentine's day i'm not getting my wife anything i don't give a fuck if she reads my books i didn't no. yeah i don't why I'll would i you, i'll get you flowers i'm gonna force candy. flowers i'll upon treat my... you i'll treat you good baby call force me this horror out. upon my my wife who already puts up with so much it's like yeah. clearly I was at your house for eight days. Like, uh, she already puts up with so much. She's got to read my shit, too. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe so, you should maybe you should write better stuff. And then she'd want oh, to. How about that? Oh, maybe I remember. Maybe, maybe, oh. <laughs> I think if maybe I Maybe I should. Maybe if, I should if, start writing Babysitter's hey, Club meets I, the Real Housewives, and my wife would love it. Maybe if I wrote better stuff, my wife wouldn't have left. <laughs> Boom! Boom! That is, and I was going to say that as well, because my first wife left me, my wife left me as well. So, she didn't uh, read good enough. That's, that's the only exactly, reason any woman would leave you. Say, she did read my shit, and she said that my sentences were too long. That See? was her, always her main thing, and that's why I'm divorced. That's why, that's why she's gone. Yeah. Same here. Mine wasn't a sentence or two long thing. She was like, you're gross. You're gross and awful. And your and... sentences are so long. No, and... she was like, there's a darkness in you that, that I didn't know about that I now know. And so I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I like that darkness. I've sucked upon it. Yep. You suck Mentally. <laughs> Mentally. I hope that we've taught anybody something about <laughs> Maybe. Maybe something. Uh. I think this is a pretty real conversation about shit, and that's legit. Because when I started, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Sure. So yeah. hopefully this, you know, you just got to stick to it. Keep doing it. Get over yourself. Uh, you're not good. Uh, <laughs> you suck. And keep going. But no matter how good you get, you can still learn. You still suck. Still, no, no, you could still learn from you other writers. Always fucking learn you could still learn absolutely and not just from um reading books about writing just from reading fucking books like i i get more i get more writing um advice just from reading fiction just from reading good books where i notice a turn of phrase or i notice how they write Mm -hmm. uh, like a certain sentence or like the the Mm -hmm. terminology they use whether or not they use a semicolon all these things like and and in a way it kind of sucks because when i'm 
in a way, it kind of sucks because I'll, I want to get wrapped up in a story and get absorbed, but I keep noticing the writing, you know, because yeah. uh, like it's so ingrained in my mind. But it's, you will learn from reading other books very absolutely. much. More than anything else, that's where you'll learn more than that, anything else. More than anything else, I say read, 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 read out of your comfort zone, read out of your genre. Uh, but it is like what you just said, like it's it's like. Like I, the first time you step into a, a recording studio to record your music, you'll never be able to listen to music the same way again. Right. Because you go back in, you have to listen to each individual track and you're pulling out all these things. And like, that's a thing that you'll be like, oh, well, they obviously recorded this live in, in a live room and they like did this and this or they were all separate. Like you can pull all these things out. And I think that that is of detriment sometimes because you can mm-hmm. focus too much on that kind of thing. Sure. But when you when but but knowing that if you can if you can blur that line and really just like lose yourself in what it is, but also kind of know what's going on and then pull that out of it and bring it into your art uh, through your lens, through your, how you're going to interpret this influence mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Right. I think that's like a, a good way to approach it. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I, and I think this is a topic that we could cover more than once. Uh, I think there's still plenty more that we could say on all of this. Uh, but I think we could also, uh, I think that's a good show. I think we can, I think that's a really good show. And I think that we could talk about this for hours. And if you have a question about it, you should call the Corey hotline. Yeah. Call the, call the hotline. We'd be happy to answer your questions. 832-930-1347. Ask us any questions about writing or art or creating or even like rejection or acceptances. Ask us about our size of penises. Uh, Ask us about our measurements. Ask us about our breath. From the book, we're trying to you know make our breasts bigger from a thirty six A to a thirty six D through working out. Uh, Ask us about that. Yeah. Ask us why John Wayne. We'll only do ridiculous reads about Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can ask, ask us. Ask us about it because it's yeah, like fifty-two yeah. more weeks of that from now on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And 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 also remember and that I, I'm, will, I will literally walk off the show. I'm every other week, so that's really going to be two. I will before. literally walk off the show if you do that. So you'll I, hit record, and then just, I mean I'll hit record, and then you'll put down your headphones and walk away, and I'll just talk yep. about yep. the show by myself. No, I will. I will. Well, if, if, you, bear, if you really you do that, if you, just, if you just do Arnold over and over again and just snicker to yourself and I'm not laughing and no one else is, I will literally walk off the show. Well, I mean, we don't know if anybody else is not laughing because I think a lot of people are laughing. I think they're not. Uh, um, if you do, if, anytime anyone does the same joke over and over, it's only funny to them. Anytime. If you're not laughing, call us at 832-930-1347. We'd really appreciate hearing you. Yep. Uh, not laugh and yeah. which will only encourage me further yep and, and I, I will and it will only and that will only encourage me to walk off the fucking show which i will literally do and i will have two podcasts that i do by myself john wayne lied to you and vital social issues and stuff with john wayne and john wayne with, with just john and, wayne and with, will... with just john wayne yes and that will be it yep, yep. but until then we'll talk about <laughs> writing another time we will. No, we should definitely come back to this topic because I think we have more to say, more advice to give. Uh, whether anyone should listen to us or not is is questionable. But, Very we, questionable. but, but we're, we're giving advice anyway. So questionable. Why? Why? <laughs>
Why? Why? If I was Christopher Walken, I would say, why? 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Why? Okay. I, you're like, that is so bad. I want to hear your Arnold. That's how bad that why? was. Why? I do the best impressions on this show. Well, I think really, everyone. It's really, really bad. Uh, right. And all of your other depre- all of your other terrible, all of my other depressions, all of my other depressions have been spiraling horrors. Yes, you're you absolutely you right. Do impressions, you do depressions, as right. in they depress anyone who has to listen to them. But no, they were all, all of them combined are better than that Christopher Walken. That that is uh, the the worst Why? Christopher Walken. Why? You know, Timmy, your mother was a tramp, a total yeah, tramp. Sounds really good. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> and I had a I had that uncomfortable chunk of metal shoved up my ass. Uh oh, that's God. right. I when it comes to walking, you're the king. Yeah. And when it comes to uh this show, uh it's over. It's over. <laughs> this is the this is the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Call the Corey Hotline, especially yeah. you ladies. Yeah, and go to hell. Uh, sure as well happy bye bye